My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Hey folks, uh, welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the fanhole spinoff show where we talk about Transformers all the time, every time. Uh, I'm Mike, I'm going to be your host for this evening, and uh, we're doing a, a, a special, we've done this before, we're doing a, a commercials show, and uh, you know, if you recall, maybe, you know, if you listen to the first commercial show, basically I uh, subject my uh, fellow fanholes to uh, Transformer commercials that I have selected. I, I've specifically se- selected them because they're either, you know, funny or significant or maybe they're topical at the moment or what. And, you know, we just give our thoughts on, uh, you know, what, either the to- like the animation, like what, the, you know, the commercial itself or the even the toys that are you know, in it, and I've even thrown in a couple uh, curveballs this time, where there are some commercials that are not for toys. So, yeah, like when I when we get to those, uh, you you guys might have some uh, you know interesting things to say about them. But um, I should start off by saying uh, we have a special guest uh, on tonight. Uh, Zach, you might know him as Steeljaw. He's one of the hosts of the Board uh, with Friends podcast. Uh, Zach, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I am one metamorphin dudicus. That's 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 the requirement for being on this podcast. You have to be a metamorphin dudicus. I tried to get that nickname to stick through high school. It didn't work, so it's okay. To us, you will always be a metamorphin dudicus. Aren't we all dudicuses at heart? Did we ever figure out what a dudicus was? Like, I think that was a a question a question we left hanging from the last. I, I think I think we're all dudicuses because we should all be kissed by a girl, right? That's what a dudicus <laughs> is. I guess so. I guess so. But uh, yeah, who are the other two fan holes are that are here with me tonight? Yo, what's up? This is Derek. Derek WC, ready to watch commercials. And this is Justin in brand new G two colors. Oh, Ooh, so you're so... yeah, I know, Justin. You're you're glaringly like neon and like you're eye eye bleedingly bright. Mm-hmm. Justin, if you looks throw like... hot water on it, does this color change? Justin looks <laughs> yes. like all the flavors of the Otter Pops. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Justin has a propeller that he can shoot off for no reason now. Well, I've always had that, but they said that problem would go away. <laughs> There's a cream for that. <laughs> it's like he can apply it with the G two water hose he has. <laughs> you need you need like an applicator that looks like Inferno's water cannon. <laughs> this just became Fanholes after dark. <laughs> so Mike, you had commercials for us, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Yes. So anyway, yeah, like I like I said, you know you if you saw the last commercial show, which we did a few years ago, you know the routine. I will uh Post a commercial, you'll hear a brief snippet of it just to know what we're watching, and then we will all give our thoughts on it. So, without further ado, I will post the first commercial in the chat box for you guys. We'll watch it, and then we will talk about it. And 
this first commercial I, I did not include the first time around, and I have included it this time around because uh, Justin actually requested it. So, I did. Here, uh, well, you didn't re- so much request it as ask why it wasn't in the first time. So, like, here it is. To help them in the never-ending battle against the evil Decepticons, the Autobots create a new breed of robot, Dinobots. So, yeah, that was the uh, original commercial for the Dinobots. And, you know, I think, Justin, you complained that I didn't put it in the first time, so I put I, it in this time. I remember complaining now, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, like, <laughs> we all know you love Grimlock, so... And I mean, you know, it, it it wasn't the best quality. And there there were actual actually uh, like multiple versions of this commercial because the Dinobots were on shelves for like two years. And there's like a newer version where it's the same animation, but they add like Snarl and uh, Swoop into it and stuff. And I think they change up the theme song. So the theme song is like more like current to like the cartoon or whatever. But yeah, the, the, the Dinobots. I mean, do you got like, first of all, do you guys... Uh, have any thoughts on like the commercial itself like the animation like you know anything like that i like how in the song they change it instead of saying autobots wage their battle to dinobots change their battle like that was always something i found neat in the early commercials where they would tweak the music to match the commercial itself instead of just using the theme which they totally could have gotten away with but yeah like they 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 they'll do that a couple more times like on this list i've constructed where they like well it's funny because they sometimes they kind of mash in the lyrics so they fit into the same like tune but yeah like, it doesn't always I, fit but... this, this is this is one of the more acceptable ones because i mean dinobots autobots i mean you can easily like substitute that but yeah so we'll, do, we'll see do you think they called back the the choir to sing the lines like how i wonder how that worked because it, yeah, it 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 sounds pretty seamless so it sounded like them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah not only is this selling you dinobots but soundwave too which is an unusual mashup like i don't know did they ever fight on the series i can't remember Grimlock ever fighting Soundwave? I, yeah, I can't say that like Laserbeak and Ravage would be a match for the Dinobots. So like, I guess those are like the only guys like out at the time that they could like you know you know put mash put them up against. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, it's not like they have a, like if anyone you think they would put them against the Constructicons, but the Constructicons have their own commercial. So well, they go up against them in G two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not really complaining. It's just, it's just cool to see something like that. Like you never, you never saw it on the show. But like, oh, because we're selling you these toys, we're gonna show it to you in a commercial. But I don't know. It's, it's just kind of neat to me. It's almost like, uh, yeah, this is what the kids would have lying around the toy box. They happen to have Soundwave and the Dinobots. Yeah, hell yeah, they're gonna fight. Like it's <laughs> just what they got lying around. <laughs> And uh, this, this, uh, I think on our first commercial show, Brian would, would labeled that one kid who said robots in disguise as Bucktooth. So, like, <laughs> this is Bucktooth again, like telling us he's you know, back in pog yeah. form. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you guys this: as a kid, like, and maybe Derek would have the best like perspective on this. Did like the disparity of like what did you get introduced to the like grimlock slag and sludge as a group and then like learn about snarl and swoop later or did you just always know there were five dinobots and you weren't sure why like the fir- the original 3 like showed up in the cartoon first i think i watched the cartoons first like i, I if i if i recall like cuz I, I at least my 
my memory as 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 faulty and 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 error prone as that may be was that i i saw the cartoon and they had the grouping of the three so it was you know grimlock slag and sludge and then and then a few episodes later you know they had the swoop and snarl but i mean i i don't i don't remember it being that horribly long before i found out that there were five dinobots like not not to the point where how should i put this not to the point where it would impact sales where it was like us it wasn't like it wasn't like I went to the store one day and was like, boy, I really want, you know, the the T-Rex, the the Triceratops and the the Brontosaur, Apatosaur, whatever the fuck we're calling it this week, Saurus. And and then all of a sudden I, I rolled into the store one day and went, what, what, what? There's a Stegosaurus and a, a Pterodactyl, too? Like, I, I don't think it ever got that far. I think it was like I watched an episode, there were three, and then I think I watched another episode and there were five. You know, and then after that I was like, oh, there's five. But but I do remember initially kind of being introduced to the three cartoon wise. I think like I I had a comic that had all five of them. So like I think when I first saw SOS Dinobots, I was kind of confused. Like I was like, where's Where's Snarl and Swoop? And then, like, eventually, like, my video store got, uh, I think it's War of the Dinobots in. And then I was like, oh, there they are. Okay. And then, of course, when I eventually saw the movie, I was then confused again because I was like, wait, but where's Snarl? And then, like, you know, and then years later when I finally saw the series, like, you know, or season two, I'd be like, oh, well, all five of them are there. So why are some of them missing in some episodes in, like, the movie? So Snarl's in the movie. Oh yeah, for like what two seconds? Two frames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the first time I saw them, I, 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 this is going way back, obviously, but I think it was the episode that was introducing Swoop and Snarl. I think, the, I think that's the first time I actually saw a Dinobots episode. It was definitely one I had on VHS. I actually didn't see the the first Dinobots episode with the the production of the original three. I didn't see that until years later. Um, either with G2 or just when the DVDs came out. I missed a lot of very early episodes until those DVDs came out. Yeah, I just remember getting the FHE release, like from my local major video back when that was a thing. Oh, yeah, with the gray so, box and yeah, uh-huh. the cool comic on the back. Those yep. are awesome. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's it's how interesting. I it's interesting hearing you guys talk about you know because I, I I guess I never would have thought of it like that you 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 saw the episodes as they they were delivered to you so to speak right like so so they may have been delivered out of sequence and I I remember watching it on TV and I'm I'm, I'm positive I saw the 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 first episode with the three Dinobots and then not too long after that I saw the episode with with um snarl and and swoop all right so anything else about this one or yeah it's cool nostalgia seeing these commercials is fun i remember seeking them out because as a kid i my dad would tape transformers for me but it only had the gi joe commercials because they didn't play the transformers commercials during transformers they played them during gi joe (laughs) and i didn't watch a lot of gi joe so i didn't see the transformers commercials so (laughs) Thanks the, com- to the power the com- of the internet. The Transformers commercial was the actual episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You feel the need to, like, double up on it. like. <laughs> so I-, I will post the next one, then. 
In the world of the Transformers, it used to be easy to tell the Autobots from the Decepticons. But now, the mini-spies are on the loose. They look like Autobots, but are they? It's a Decepticon! After him! So, we just watched uh, the commercial for the mini-spies. I think this this was like the the first was this the first like advent of like the rub signs too like yeah yeah, yeah I, like, I think that was supposed to be how you how you told the difference between who was what what side the mini spies were on and then they started implementing those rub signs on like all the the transformers so I mean I I don't expect that you would ever get like an Autobot that had a Decepticon rub sign so I don't know what the point of it was exactly <laughs> other than for the mini spies. But like, and then the other thing about this is all damn Casey Kasem. Why are you going to narc on a mini spy like that? Let's look at that Casey Kasem. <laughs> well, and I, I like, I like, why would you even let that thing in your base? If you weren't sure, like who, it, like, <laughs> like, like who it belonged to. I always wonder what the hell was the point in those things? <laughs> like I never had any of them. So I never understood why, Anybody would want them. They were... I, I thought it was just supposed to be like, I mean, at least speaking from from someone who was, you know, in the shit, so to speak. You know, cue Justin's uh, clip. Were you in the shit? Yeah, I was in the shit. Um, but, I, I mean, I remember that those mini spies, like, like, I think the notion was supposed to be that you know, because they turned into a car like all the other Autobots, you, the Autobots would figure, oh, it's it's one of our guys. And then uh, at the same time, too, I mean, it, it, you know, maybe we were all easily amused as kids, but like I, I remember thinking those rub signs were kind of cool at the time. I mean, you know, I all you did was rub it, and then it, you know, showed you the little hologram of what side it was. But I I'm trying to remember. I I don't know. Like like I guess my memories are playing tricks on me though, because this mini spy looks pretty yellow in the um promo on the commercial and i i seem to remember conflating like the mini spy with tailgate like i always used to think they were white cars but maybe they were like different color cars for the mini spies i don't know i think there were a whole bunch of different colors and it okay. was all random in the packaging too wasn't okay. it? yeah that sounds right like I, i'd never had a mini spy either and I like I I don't think there's ever like there's I remember they got a profile in the Dreamwave like profile books but I, there's never been a real like effort to like I don't know explain the mini spies in fiction I guess like I I think to nowadays we would just like kind of retcon them as like mini cons or micro masters or something but like I I don't think there was ever a point where you know it's like oh it, you know here's the Marvel uh, Marvel US comic where Bob Budiansky has to like insert like 50 million mini spies like they, they, they need to have uh, Mike Costa do a follow up to G.I. Joe Cobra and instead of Chuckles it's going to be all about the, <laughs> the hardcore gritty mini spy who like had to like blow away his girlfriend and all kinds of crazy stuff I'd read it absolutely <laughs> Justin do you have any thoughts on mini spies I never had any, but um, like Derek, I'll stick up for rub signs. Like I thought they were cool when I was a kid, and I I was always fascinated by stuff that changed colors. Like I remember I had a set of those Hot Wheels cars that would change colors. You know, you dip them in water or whatever. And I remember sometimes like it would get so cold. Like I had like this white. I don't know. Look, it was kind of like whatever car uh, Sunstreaker is. And if it got cold, it would turn purple. And I remember sometimes during the winter, like, 
I would just leave that car out in the, you know, in the living room and it would turn purple and I'll be like, man, it's really cold in here. And I would just be like, that's cool. It changed on its own, but I'm also really cold. So let's get some heat on here. Purple I remember boiling those just to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that color change. Like, I mean, to me, it was like the same fascination I would have with the, the Zartan toy, you know, like you stuck it out in the sun and then he'd turn all like green and stuff like that. So what we've uh, what we've established is that we want a hardcore gritty mini spy comic yes. book. Yes. Yes. And we like to boil and uh, use <laughs> mini mini use mini spies as temperature gauges as well. <laughs> That's what Unicron was eating. They were all mini spies. That's why there were nobodies to us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's all the all those people on the con, uh, the what was it like the conveyor belt and were, were mini spies. Unicron was like, once you pop, you can't stop. It's true. A mini spy <laughs> comparison to Unicron. That's like a, a blue whale eating krill. Like, just the size of it. Like, you can't even fathom. Like, is, how is he getting any nourishment from that? <laughs> M- mini spies are like Skittles to Unicron. He just sticks his hand in a giant bowl and comes up with a bunch of multicolored mini spies. Okay, so the IDW thing opens with Unicron eating Lithone, and then the gritty Chuckles mini spy escapes. He's one of the guys in the ship that like actually gets away, and then he crashes on Cybertron, and then he gets like recruited by Megatron in the Great War. But then he like makes friends with like I don't know like a female Straxus, and then she has to get shot in the head, and it's gonna be awesome, guys. Like green like this, it's we should awesome. write this. But we don't need IDW's permission. <laughs> Let's just get this written. It's all then, mini spy. <laughs> mini spy. And then Cliff Jumper rubs her rub sign without asking, and he gets me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I think we're going to get in trouble. I think we should move on. Sorry, okay. I'll see myself out of the podcast now. <laughs> all right, I will post the next one. In the world of the Transformers, nothing is what it seems. Complete the Constructicon, six evil robots that transform into one mechanical giant. That was the Constructicons commercial, the original one. And, uh, you know, obviously the Constructicons are, uh, you know, pretty famous as characters and as toys. And uh, let me let me just say right off, like, I love that one friggin' guy who, who's in Scrapper's, like, seat. Right when the commercial opens, and he's like, "Run!" Like when they, they all transform. Like I don't, I, I think it sounded like Corey Burton, like yeah, it was yeah, like angry like Spike. Spike, like in in Unicron, as we were just talking about, like Ari, like so. But yeah, I mean, it, Derek, did you have the Constructicons yeah. as a kid? Or, yeah, like, yeah, all I, I I had all of them because I, I what I, my memory was that that I was I got bone crusher that was the first one and then you know as as was atypical you know my dad would usually say things like they were gonna you know uh wait for the easter bunny to come and shoot them and all that kind of stuff and i'd freak out because i thought the Easter bunny was gonna come and you know bring presents and different stuff like that but that year um he got away from my dad and and they they brought the <laughs> other five constructicons so that that was that, that I I have distinct memories. Like I got the Constructicons for Easter, like the rest of them. And so then I was able to build. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have a mental image of your dad beating the shit out of the Easter Bunny. Like, <laughs> Give my kids some Constructicons. <laughs> the the beauty of this commercial is they don't show the Constructicons with anybody else until like a very brief shot at the end. 
Because Devastator really is not that large. <laughs> yeah, not compared to, you know, I don't know, Blaster or Ultra Magnus or... I think it's Tracks and somebody else, like the kid's yeah. holding it above them, but you can easily tell, like, okay, he's barely, like, maybe three or four inches taller than these guys <laughs> all combined. It was pretty difficult to get them to be stable, too, I think. You know, yeah, like the way, the, the way they're, like, flying that Devastator around in that commercial, that would never fly with the actual yeah, 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 I mean, for sure, like, at least a limb or two would, would come loose or fly off or something. Mm. Um, and, Zach, am I correct in assuming that, like me, like, the first Devastator you owned was G2? Oh, yes. Yeah. That, that was the best Christmas ever. Uh, like I, I remember, like I got Scrapper and Mixmaster first, and then I got the rest of them for like yeah Christmas or something. And like when I only had Scrapper and Mixmaster, I'd transform them into legs and be like, just look at them and be like, yeah. When I get the other four, like I'll have a Devastator. Like so, like it was my it was imaginary Devastator who was just a pair of legs basically. See, see in our house it was. Um... We like to mess with each other. So my parents decided to wrap them all individually. And then, you know, they're all under the Christmas tree. But they were all, like, scattered all over the place. So I had no idea. So I'm opening one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got Hook. Oh, yeah, I got Scrapper. Like, all throughout the whole morning as we're opening presents. And then finally I'm like, I just need one more. Like, completely oblivious to the fact that, like, of course they're going to get me all six. Like, (laughs) my parents were not that cruel. And eventually, like, my dad pulled, like, a a Christmas story. He's like, oh, wait, there's one more behind the the fireplace over there. (laughs) And I got all six. It was a good Christmas. Nice. Justin, what about you? Have you ever owned any of the Constructicons? In 2001, when my parents got the internet, uh, one of the first things I did was I made an eBay account, and I bought a knockoff devastators set so that's the only one ever they did have a bunch of like i do remember like they had like an easter baskets they had like multicolored devastators and stuff like at some point like i definitely remember seeing those i was gonna say the one i got was actually fairly nice i mean all the colors were accurate and they had like all the individual weapons and stuff it was it was actually fairly nice um what i was gonna ask is is there information about like who animated some of these commercials because i was like trying to figure that out when i was watching this i was like is this an acom animated commercial it kind of looks like it when they combine it looks you know it like the animation for this commercial is not as nice as the previous ones like i don't know if is is that something that's on the tf wiki mike maybe like all I know is that, like, the the budget for, like, each commercial usually, like, averaged around the same as an actual episode. So, oh, really? Like, yeah. Wow. Like, I, and I did notice, yeah, the animation wasn't the greatest in this episode and in this commercial. But, like, I do know, like, each, I guess maybe all of that went to, like, paying child actors and, like, all that stuff. But that they said usually a commercial would cost the exact same as an actual episode. No I wonder paid that kid with the tooth gap a lot. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics. <laughs> He's got his his Ferrari. He's driving home. Yeah, where is Bucktooth today? Yeah, yeah. No wonder the rebirth like uh, intro used a lot of commercial animation, like they were trying to save money. This does not compute. Yeah, Crosshairs doesn't look anywhere as cool as he does in the intro. Yeah, it did look really cool in the intro. Yeah, <laughs> but we we will get to that. But, oh okay. Yeah, but um, I, I the only thing I'd like to I, I add to this is I really wanted the 
combiner wars like or unite warriors devastator constructicons but i've never found like it for a price that i was willing to pay so like zach did you get that or no i never got that one yeah like the the most i i the closest i came was my old roommate bought it so i got to like live vicariously through that it being like on our kitchen table for like a month or two but other than that, you want one day when I'm a super like billionaire or whatever, I'll hunt down like a Unite Warriors Devastator and get him or whatever. But for I now, place for him. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. He's like he's he's rightfully like huge. Yeah, so my, my Trypticon is still sitting on the basement floor. Like I have no <laughs> place for this thing. Yeah, my my Trypticon is disassembled and in a uh, storage uh, bin somewhere. So. I just can't wait for Mike to be a super billionaire so I can put on a tux and be like, your sandwich, Mr. <laughs> Michaels. Uh... I, 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 you'll be my Alfred, Derek. I'm going to hire nice. you. Yeah. I can find your socks. You'll pay him a living wage so he can get a Unite Warriors Devastator too. <laughs> Derek, Derek, like 50% of your job will be just losing to me in like Marvel versus Capcom or whatever. Done. And any that's, fighting game I choose. Like... That's easy. Like, and it's like Alfred, like Derek, Derek, like, like, okay, pull up a controller. Like we're going to play. Like I, I, I do that for free every day. <laughs> All right, then. Well, uh, then I, I will post the next commercial. There's the Autobot that fits me. But where are the Autobots? Who cares? Decepticons are gone. Oh, no, look. It's Omega Supreme. Okay, so I just posted the Omega Supreme commercial, the original one. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I probably would have included this anyway, but I, you know, I picked it also because we just recently got, like, a new Omega Supreme toy this, like, last year, which I don't own. I do, ironically enough, I did look on, go, go on eBay to get the Countdown MicroMaster that came with him because I like Countdown. But, I, again, like I said, with Devastator and, like, Trypticon, I just didn't have room for, like, something that is that new Omega Supreme size, but... I mean, this is the original Omega Supreme, um, and I think, like Tony said on our last commercials, like uh, podcast, that you know he he had his hands on an original Omega Supreme, and he was frustratingly like, you know, the way his legs like are basically four panels held together by like pins or something, like does not make for a very stable toy. But I don't know, Derek. Derek, did you have Omega Supreme? No, but I was I was actually looking at the tank of one today, like because I, I went to a, a little meetup or whatever, and they were messing around with like the Wee Jang Omega Supreme and the Fans Toys Omega Supreme. So there were like all kinds of Omega Supremes. But no, I never I never had an Omega Supreme uh, when I was a kid. I don't I don't know. I don't, I, I mean maybe maybe that springs from my my lack of interest per se, or 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 maybe the less love for season two stuff. I, I think. You know, because I, I think I was heavily involved in getting toys when season one was rolling around, and then maybe that that dipped off just a little bit, and then it came back pretty strong for season three. But I I don't I've never owned an Omega Supreme, and I I mean other than looking at that tank mode that was like you know driving around and stuff, I I can't say that I've ever I I don't remember if any of my friends or anybody had an Omega Supreme. Did. Did Chris Lotta's voice sound weird to you guys? Like when he's like, "That's Omega Supreme!" Like, like they sped his voice up like towards the end there. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, they just probably were trying to have him fit the the time frame. 
I really enjoyed the animation at the beginning when you see Starscream like flying through the the mountain, like the way they animated him coming directly at the camera. That it looked fantastic, um, and then obviously the look of surprise when Omega Supreme pops up. But yeah, definitely, I I liked the animation better than the Constructicons one mm. at least. Yeah. But I don't, did he, Justin or Zach, did either of you ever, like, own or get your hands on, like, an Omega Supreme at any point? No. I did. Um, I had found him at a flea market sometime in the 90s. Uh, my dad and I used to go to the flea markets all the time, and I found him. But it was, at the time, I didn't realize he was missing anything. I thought I lucked out and got him complete. Uh, but it was missing the ankle parts that those bits but it actually still worked with even without them it just he was very skinny uh that was the only thing i didn't find out till years later that i was missing those pieces yeah i know like like i said the way his legs are formed it's basically it's like what like four panels that you have to like slide together and like they're all held together by something yeah it was the yellow bits in the front i didn't have those um and possibly some more of the gray bits but i had enough i could complete the track um, I just couldn't complete the rocket base perfectly. I just kind of had to like balance it on the feet. <laughs> like I, I never knew how to do it, and I've never owned him. I, I long since I've gotten rid of the toy because I sold off a lot of my collection years ago. Um, but I did have enough of him where I could make the tank. You know, if I put batteries in it, it went around. It still worked. It was a really cool toy. It was one of my favorites because it was one of the biggest ones I had at the time. Yeah, like I, my friend had the tank, and that's about it. So, like, I, I used to be able to transform the tank into a Omega Supreme torso with, like, stubby arms, and that's about it. But Oh, yeah. I loved yeah. the way, as a kid, when you took the rocket apart and it would slide onto the arms. And he had such cool arms because they actually could move. It was rare. It was kind of like Jetfire, you know, like he had actual yeah. articulation in his arms. It was really neat. Well, that, that new... Uh... Um, Siege Omega Supreme, like another thing when I'm a super billionaire, like I'll probably like pick up, but like, you know, I mean, it looks cool. Like it, it looks like a good modern update of it. Toy collectors have the absolute worst plans for when they win the lottery. <laughs> like I'm going to go back and yeah. buy all those figures I never got. Yep, exactly. I'm going to have a room ex- only for transformers and it will span like the entire length of a, you know, my man, my, a wing of my mansion or something. Well, let's let's move on. Um, this next commercial I picked especially for you, Zach. So. Okay, so we we watched the commercial for Blaster, and like like I said, I picked it specifically because I knew Zach was going to be on this show, and I don't think there is a commercial that sells Steel Jaw, so I think this is the closest you come, but. Yeah, I don't think there was ever a commercial for the Autobot cassettes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, I, it's another thing, one of those, like, you know, mini-spy things where it's like, you know, Rumble just walks into the Decepticon base with, you know, Blaster, and he's like, you know, it's like an infiltration mission, and you're like, shouldn't you know what Blaster looks like by now? But Preying on Rumble's weakness for cool jive jams (laughs) bitch ass ghetto blasters yeah (laughs) at at first i thought he was like kind of dancing as he walked and then i realized oh no it's just the the picture quality so bad it was jittering (laughs) (laughs) no i think i think he did have like a sort of swagger jaunt step yeah Yeah. he's kind of he's kind of jumping to the tunes you know 
I will also note that uh, that kid was shitting his pants because Buzzsaw was with Soundwave. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like Buzzsaw. So, and like, you know, Blaster had to fight Soundwave, but Prime was like, help me, Blaster, it's Buzzsaw. Ah! Oh, Buzzsaw. (laughs) He was funny in IDW. (laughs) That Blaster figure, I did have Blaster, and Blaster was like super tall, and then the, I I believe the thing that was the easiest to break was his, which I broke, which was his, uh, you know, tape eject thing. Like, I think eventually I had to, like, tape that shut, because it got to the point where it just, you know, was perpetually in the open mode, because I think if you broke, like, the latch or the spring or something like that then then you were kind of hosed you know, or whatever. you know what's weird and i think we've talked about this before i also had a blaster which i got second hand from a friend and his tape like his tape thing was broken but it was sh- like it was sealed shut like i couldn't open it and i i tried believe me like i tried but i think like i think he broke it and like an adult or something just glued it shut or something because mm-hmm. I could not pry it open and I was like this is supposed to open right and I was like I know it, it won't like I, I had like I he was he was more or less in mint condition except for that but he didn't and he, he didn't have his gun but like he's one of the few like G1 toys that I actually like acquired like I don't I don't know if I traded him for it or what but I I just had it for a long time and then I think I eventually eventually sold it but yeah, he's he's a hefty. He's a hefty one. Yeah, yeah. I like how in the commercial it flashes not a working radio, and then anyone who's in the know yes. is like, "Well, actually, <laughs> in the history of it, it was a working radio. They yeah, just gutted it <laughs> when it was a diaclone. Yeah, it it did. Or or a micro change. I, I forgot where it came from. Uh, uh, micro. Ch- yeah, I think it was micro change. One of, yeah, one of those. Like, yeah, they're all the same. It's the same line. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those one of those Japanese lines they like mercilessly poached. I had a version of it from Microchange. It wasn't Blaster. It was it had a different head and it was blue, but it was from the Microchange line. And it came with the little radio. It didn't work anymore, but I had it. It was pretty cool. Uh the way it worked. It was I like an AM radio. <laughs> like I always feel bad, Zach, because they actually have a masterpiece steel jaw mold, but it's not painted as steel jaw. Yeah, I know. Someday. Yeah, one one day maybe they'll eventually repaint that. Like what what is it, Night Stalker, I think? Yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of funny that he gets to be released first. <laughs> Justin, any thoughts on Blaster? I remember it uh, in kindergarten there was a kid who said he had Blaster and that it was a working radio. And I remember other kids who had him called him a liar and I was like, I don't know, I ain't got I ain't got no blaster. So now I'm like, did he somehow end up with like the Japanese version? I'm like, no, probably not. He's probably just a liar. <laughs> well, you like, fuck you, the commercial said not a working radio. <laughs> yeah, just like kids used to say that the Dinobots could combine. Well, they could if you threw them all into, like, a furnace and stuff and then just pulled them all out. They probably <laughs> I like... could make them combine once. <laughs> I think that's how they got the beast. They just threw a bunch of Dinobots in a furnace and then pulled it out, and it had mutated. Like, now, I listened to that episode. I'm pretty sure you guys said you'd never mention it again. Well, that's true. We, we had a standing <laughs> agreement not to mention the Beast again, but it keeps coming up. You've noticed I haven't said shit, right? So. <laughs> yeah, De- De- Derek, Derek adheres to it, but... I, I keep bringing it up. I think we brought it up again when we watched, like, Power of the Primes and Volcanicus was in it. And it was like, but, oh, well, I keep violating it. I don't care. They're my shows. I can do what I want. 
That's okay. He violated everyone else. <laughs> he did. He did at that. All right. I will po- post the next one. And this next one kind of, like I mentioned earlier, like this is one of those ones where the they try to like twist the lyrics of the song to like sell the new toy. So I will post that for you guys. Look, it's so that's the commercial for the battle chargers and nobody jumps into action faster than the battle chargers yes so i think those nobody kids nobody <laughs> jumps into action then faster than uh, I think those kids friggin' got whiplash like trying to watch the, the battle chargers like, <laughs> like like transform and stuff. I like Frank I, Welker giving the play by play. I think that clearly must have worked on me because I, I remember grabbing the the comic book off the stands that had these guys and then I, I remember getting the battle chargers too, so this commercial was so unimpressive for them, it makes me not want to buy the Siege versions. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, they, they've announced, as of this recording, they've announced a, a run amok, at least. And, you know, runabout will probably not be far behind. Oh, for so, but, Earthrise, sorry. Yeah, or Earth, Earthrise. Yeah, that's right. Terrible so, name. Yeah, but... But no, I mean, I like the Battle Chargers, and I mean, they've got, like, I do have the fan club ones, and, like, I was kind of like, you know, anything's better, like... I'm sorry, Derek. Like I, I know if you might have owned them, but like those toys look like garbage. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they were they were not they, to me. They were the Decepticon versions of Twin Twist and Topspin. They made Topspin and Twin Twist look good. <laughs> I don't know why. I just look at them and like yeah. how their arms are like folded in. They look like half transformed, you know, uh, throttle bots. Like yeah, they just yeah. didn't look that great. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, they're, they're, they were not great figures or anything. I think I think the. The, basically, any robotic, uh, aesthetic-pleasing goodness was sacrificed for the, the action toy play feature, which was you you rolled them, you know, it, it was like a, a car that had a little motorized engine, and instead of just, you know, rolling the car back to rev up the motor and letting the car go, you would roll the car back and let it go, and then it would pop up to transform in the middle. I mean... That these probably technically are the first self-transforming transformers, and because of that, yes, they look absolutely like horrible because they had to be as minimalistic as possible <laughs> to fulfill the the action feature. And I, I and I know it's no fault of the design, but I always hated that you had to like clip their guns onto their shoulders, basically, instead of like you know the whole, them actually holding them. Can you imagine if they just if they held them though, like? <laughs> they just we're, we're, pointed at their feet, yeah, basically. Pointed at their feet or pointed in reverse or something stupid. Well, you know, you, like, you know, as the fandom likes to joke, like, run amok and run about or Beavis and Butthead. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we can't shoot. <laughs> I know, Beavis, I'm trying to, I can't move my arms. Like, <laughs> Did you notice that uh, Frank Welker is doing the vo- commercial, but he's using his Megatron voice, even though yeah, yeah. you see all season three characters around <laughs> Yeah, they they say it's Ultra Magnus in the Autobots. Maybe this is like they made this commercial back when they were, you know, around that period there were like, you know, some books and stuff where it was like Ultra Magnus was the Autobot leader. Oh, yeah, when they were trying to hide that Rodimus Prime was going to show up. I could be wrong, though, but I I feel like part of this footage might have been used 
in the for the Marvel Comics commercial, and and technically, Megatron was still leading the Decepticons in the comic. That's true. Yeah, Megatron was the leader when he introduced the Battle Chargers. So yeah, so even though yeah, they didn't show up like until season three of the cartoon, at least. Yeah, but... yeah. No, no, no. I mean, in the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they're very like I think they were like in two they, they episodes. Were in, they they so. were in Starscream's ghost episodes because remember they were like stealing the eye and he possesses one of them. Oh yeah, couldn't have made a big impression on me. Yeah, I've like I've always had a somewhat of a fondness for the Battle Chargers just for the fact that they were cars and they were Decepticons and like that that was like fairly unique. And like I I always liked that like Simon Furman used them as like the initial like. Decepticons you meet in IDW continuity where you know the, the the I think the first issue ends with them like transforming to robot mode and they're like the first Decepticons you ever see. Oh yeah, I did like that he used them for that. That was pretty cool. They they would have made good scavengers. Yeah, it's it's too bad that they got killed off. So like I think they got killed off in the first year of IDW and then like they never did anything with them again. So Oh well. Oh, well. Justin, any thoughts on the Battle Chargers? If I had saw this commercial as a kid, I would have wanted them. You know why? Because of that cool after-image effect when they're, like, transforming. <laughs> I think I think that alone would have sold me. I'd be like, wow, I can do that. I want those. So and I never, you, would, I never owned them, so I guess, I guess it's a good thing I never saw this commercial. So would, would, were you, would you be one of those kids who got like whiplash from like yes. watching them like go back and forth on your like tabletop or whatever? Yeah, I'm like they're not doing the after image oh. thing. One. All right. Well, I, I'll post the next one. What could be more terrifying than being cop and hot rod stranded on an alien planet battling the merciless Sharktacons? Really say, find friends today! So this is the commercial for the Sharktacons and sort of stealth commercial for Wheelie. I like, it feels like <laughs> the narrator, Victor Caroli, is like, what could be worse than cup and hot rod fighting the Sharktacons? And then Wheelie shows up. Like... <laughs> well, it's, it's Wheelie voiced by... Frank Welker without the modulation, so it sounds like like Fred from Scooby Doo's like, <laughs> yeah. come on guys, let's let's fight some Sharktacons. So you are you saying Wheelie needed an ascot? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, he gets a bigger uh, head count here than Cup and Hot Rod combined. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong, Wheelie's badass. I just wish he sounded like he did. Like normally with the the high pitched voice, but it's like the, this had no kind of like how how you're saying the Starscream sound funny. Like Wheelie definitely sounds funny in this commercial. I wonder if it was a different crew like editing, you know, the voices and stuff like that. Like if it wasn't uh, who's was it, Wally Burr? Mm. Like if it wasn't like the regular crew for the show doing all that stuff, so they didn't have like you know what settings to use and all that stuff. Maybe maybe they just hadn't established like what these characters were gonna sound like, like in yeah, the movie, yeah. or maybe this commercial could have predated it. Maybe yeah. there's definitely a downturn in the animation in this one. It's uh, it's lacking some frames and it's definitely sped up. I don't know. It just didn't look as clean to me. It's it's interesting that like because this is clearly original, but yet they're repeating things that they could have shamelessly like. I mean, maybe they couldn't because maybe they couldn't show footage from the movie, but. At some point, 
I don't know if you'd think like they could use footage. I don't know. Also, if you're trying what? to sell the Sharktacons, why would you do a commercial of them just getting their asses handed to them? <laughs> By Wheelie, of all people. <laughs> yeah. And they don't even, like, the, Victor Coroli doesn't even mention Wheelie. It, it, like, it, like, the selling point of the commercial is the Sharktacons. And you'd be like, you know, and then there's Wheelie, you know, the wild boy of, Quintizon, uh, of Quintessa. Like, did, he I kicks mean, ass. Did anybody own any Sharktacons? I, I never had a shark to come. No, I never had those. I think, uh, who was it, ATB Megatron? He, he's got them all. <laughs> he's got a small army of them. <laughs> I've, I've seen them at flea markets over the years, but I, I don't know. I was just never, I just never really wanted to own one. I don't know why. I just never was enthusiastic about oh boy a shark to come i don't i don't know why <laughs> i feel like there's pressure on you that if you buy one you're like oh no now i gotta buy some more of them just because <laughs> like one shark to con it's like you can't like unless you want to consider like gnaw like his own character it's like one shark to con isn't really that impressive well up until recently i wouldn't have considered gnaw his own character but now that we have lord gnaw like I oh on, do yeah, cy- on cyberverse yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that <laughs> Yeah, that I, episode I was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Like, you know, they they made one. I think in Titans Return, like a basic sized uh, Sharktacon, and then they like upsized it for Cyberverse and like made it like a sort of deluxe sized Sharktacon. But they haven't made one of like in that surfing episode of Cyberverse. They haven't made like any of those like Sharktacons. Well, there's what what was that? That pack with Rodimus, like, what are those considered? Those are, like, Micromaster size, or maybe okay. a little bit bigger, like Minicon okay. size. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Sharktacons were meant to be, like, you know, disposable, like, Stormtrooper guys. So, like, I guess, you know, when... I think Gnaw himself, like, other than, like, recent Cyberverse, like, stuff, like, as far as G1 goes, like, Gnaw showed up in, like, the Dreamwave comics, like, as Wheelie's pet. And then, like, he was, like, the one domesticated Sharktacon, and, like, they didn't really do anything else with him, though. I never owned any of them. I do have the Titan's Return or whatever uh, version of it, but, I don't know, even that one didn't impress me that much. Yeah, I, I have it, too. It's not It's not that great. I mean, if you bought, like, 15 of them, they might look cool, like, but <laughs> I don't know who's going to do that except ATV Megatron, so... But anyway, okay, I, I will post the next commercial. Tyrannum Magnus will be destroyed! No, Galvatron, we do have Target Master Transformers! Target Master Transformers to transform out of one. So that's the commercial for the Target Masters. We talked about the, Mar- the uh, Headmasters commercial last time, so we, I, I put in the Target Masters one, uh... Most people know this uh, bit of animation is like the only time Crosshairs has looked cool. So, like, I think that's where it's most infamous for, and that's probably why maybe Crosshairs is the most famous of the three original like Autobot Target Masters. I mean, I I, I had Crosshairs. Like, I feel like everyone did at some point. He he must have been like a yeah. He must have been like a shelf clogger or something. So, because I ended up with one. I think a friend got him, uh, traded him to me, or. Or I, I some I don't even remember how I ended up with him, but I had him. I think I got mine for Christmas, and I thought he was like really cool because, like you know, I said this on other podcasts. Like most of the Transformers I had as a kid were like the tiny ones, you know, like uh, Warpath and Cosmos and Bumblebee and 
I mean, Crosshairs is not a huge Transformer, but compared to those other ones, he's, you know, much bigger. So at, at the time, I was just like, wow, he's so cool and he's big. And I, don't know, I was just so excited. Seeing this brings back a lot of memories. But I think it's interesting about this commercial is there's like some live-action model work at the very beginning. It, like it's like a – it's clearly, clearly like some kind of, you know, moon that they've set up and they've uh, put some squibs in or something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I, I, I like, and again, it's like Galvatron is like, you know, Magnus, like, you know, we've got you cornered, and Ultra Magnus is the one who is like, you know, we've got Target Masters too. Like, even though this is like obviously far after, like, you know, Rodimus Prime would have been revealed. I feel like they they paid Diana Ross overtime to uh, sing the the song there or whatever. Oh yeah, it's we're on to the ha uh, ha 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 song, yeah. I know, Zach, did you have any Target Masters? Uh, no, I can't remember. I don't think I owned any Target Masters originally. I had, years later with the, the reissues, I bought like um, Ricochet and those guys. Uh, but I never owned any original Target Masters. I didn't have a lot of the Headmasters and Target Masters. I had like Hosehead and somebody else. That was about it <laughs> from that era. Yeah, I've probably said this on other podcasts, but I think I used the Target Masters as an opportunity to get Cup and Blur, who I missed out on back during season three, to sort of continue on my, you know, my love of season three or whatever. And I think for like the previous Christmas, I think I had gotten, you know, Scourge and Cyclonus and Hot Rod and Rodimus. And then I think for the birthday before that Christmas, I had gotten like, uh, Galvatron, and then another Galvatron, which the dog chewed up the cannon for, and then we traded it in for Ultra Magnus. So basically, I was like getting like you know whatever season three folks I could I could grab. But I think by a certain point, you know, I it had passed the the window to get the original Cup and Blur. But when the Target Masters came out, the the first things I grabbed were were Blur and Cup, and I you know. I was I was happy just to have Blur and Cup, and then the the Target Masters were kind of a a bonus thing. I know I know like a friend of mine had Trigger Happy and Slug Slinger, so I got to play with them. And like I said, I owned Crosshairs, but I mean the rest of them like I I got the the Titans Returns versions of all three Decepticon like Target Masters, and like I got Siege Crosshairs, which is a you know c- cool toy. Like I would like I I feel like it's weird that they haven't done Point Blank and Sure Shot like new versions of them yet. Yeah, they kind of get left out in favor of Crosshairs. Like I like I said, I think it's like this bit of animation that they also use in like the season four like opening credits of him and Pinpointer running at the camera. As well as the fact that I uh, like I I suspect he was a shelf clogger, which is why so many people I know had a crosshairs. Like I think that's why like you know he's somehow more infamous than the other two. But I remember finding a sure shot at a flea market, and it was in a like this case. And this I saw it. I was like, I know who that is from you know the watching the rebirth and stuff like that. And my dad and I went to go get it. And the lady's like, oh, she, she wanted, like, some crazy amount of money for it. Like, way beyond anything. And she's like, because it's an original tra- uh, Transformer, I know it. And this is, like, 1993, mind you. I'm like, there's no way that's worth that much money. And I walked away. And that was the only time I ever saw that toy. Kind of regret it. But, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I wasn't paying, like, 60 bucks. <laughs> no, it, it's not something you spend sleepless nights over. No, you get that sure shot. <laughs> 
you're like to- you're <laughs> you're like tossing and turning. You're like sure shot, sure shot. Why didn't I get you when I had the chance? Still wondering where uh, you know you ever lose toys. Like this is a little off topic, but like toys from your childhood, like, you remember that you had it, but you don't know what happened to it. Like my my, yeah. I had a G two hubcap that I still to this day have no idea what I did with that freaking toy. <laughs> I cannot. I just have yeah. memories of playing with it. I have no idea where it went. There's a lot of stuff I've just completely lost track of. Basically, like like that crosshairs. Like I don't think I own him anymore. But I, I, you know, now like I said, it's like I've got the siege one. So now he's obsolete. Like so. Aside from nostalgia, you're nothing to me. Original G1 crosshairs. That's a good mold too. Uh, anything else on Target Masters or? They're awesome. <laughs> There, vehicle no, transforms so does the gun there's no third party masterpiece crosshairs so your your arguments are ineffective against me <laughs> <laughs> and there probably never will be probably not but anyway uh the next commercial is a oh no wait not yet one more th- oh, no wait actually no you know what it is the next commercial is a Derek re- request so uh i will ooh. post it ooh that unlocks their transformer energy. We're under attack! Oh no, the Decepticons have Power Masters too! Transform Optimus Prime! Power Masters, they've got the power to surprise! Look, Optimus is becoming a super Power Master! They've got the power to surprise! Yes, indeedly doodly, they do. That was the commercial for Power Masters, and... Uh, I guess it, this is like the Marvel Comics commercial yeah. for yeah. them. Like it, it's it's a uh, you know plugging their appearance in Marvel Forty Two, where Optimus Prime comes back and you know it tries to sell you Getaway, uh, Joyride, Slapdash, and Dreadwind and Darkwing, and and it sold me Power Master Optimus Prime and Dreadwind and Darkwing because I, <laughs> I went out and bought all those. <laughs> A new Optimus Prime is here. Yeah, I like, like version. <laughs> I like that. There, there is a version that just sells Power Master Prime, and I, me and Zach have repeatedly joked about how excited Victor Caroli is <laughs> to do that for like them. Like, I think this one is more the uh, song selling you. You know, like Fire the engines, the key. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Louis Armstrong version. Yeah. <laughs> that unlocks their transformability. <laughs> They've got the power to surprise. Is it surprise? What are they even saying in that? Yeah, I, I thought I thought they've got the power to surprise, right? Because okay. Transformers, and and it's surprising that they get energy out of these little nebulous shits that turn into engines. I don't know. It was always funny with my superpower master. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's always weird to me because I never, like, as a kid, I never considered, like, Power Master Optimus Prime's, like, you know, super robot mode, like a super mode or whatever. But, like, Ah. this this commercial does, like, sell it like that. Well, I think it was because, like, in all the Marvel comics I read, he was, like, always in that. Yeah, he was always like that. So, like, yeah. But, like, you know, if you watch Master Force or whatever, it's, you know, it's Super uh, Jinrai or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But... And I, I always also found it weird the way they animated his Power Master Prime's head. Like, he had those two, like, flat, like, sort of slingshot toast piece, pieces on the side hey, of his head hey. with the two, like, circles. 
that's that's why he's cool because he's got the slingshot toast. On <laughs> he's it, got the toast guys. head. Yeah, that's why. That's why, guys. Woo! Slingshot toast. Power Master Optimus Prime. <laughs> well, the, the commercial the commercial cer- certainly makes his like Power Master transformation look impressive. Well, there's a point in the commercial I paused it when the dudes turn into like their engine mode, like. If you pause it, like the blue one looks like he's got like giant bug eyes. Like, <laughs> look at it. <laughs> oh yeah, like the two like uh, like engine like like I don't know what they're supposed to be. Oh, I think something turns yeah, right. off, guys. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you're talking about because that occurred to me as well. Well, if you did the splits like that, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they didn't tell me about this in training. <laughs> oh, I don't man. like. Well, obvious like. I had parts of a Power Master Prime, but, like, ironically, I didn't have the, like, base robot. I just had, like, the trailer, so I just kind of used it as a, like, base for my other figures. And, like, I think I got that at, like, a yard sale or something. But, like, I, I didn't own any of the other toys. I don't know. Like, Derek, you had Power Master Prime but you and Dreadwind and Darkwing, but you didn't get any of the Autobots? I, no, I never got... Like, I, I kind of... I think me and Stilljaw are Secret Brothers because I, I remember I did have a hose head, like, for the Headmaster Juniors or whatever they were calling them in the States. So I, I remember that. But other than as far as Power Masters go, like, I, I only had Power Master Optimus Prime. I had Optimus. I had um, Joyride. I I had like three Joyrides for some reason. Like I think my cousins had gotten them, and they were like, "These are stupid," and like gave me them too. Um, <laughs> so I had multiple Joyrides, and um, I had whichever one of uh, Darkwing. I think whichever one is the with the purple wings and the the gray body. I'm still disappointed in that Dreadwind and Darkwing that they just released in Power of the Primes. Like I didn't uh, like I got both of them, but I didn't think they were super impressive or anything. Yeah, I skipped it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were. Well, like they couldn't like you could do the Dreadwing combination, but they didn't stay together like too well. It was kind of like they their connection was like completely reliant on one little peg. And, like, the peg wasn't even that, like, tight, so we, they couldn't really stay together, so... But, I don't know, Justin, did you have any of the toys in this commercial? Nope. Nope. I, uh, I feel like Zach's story about the crazy lady who wanted too much money for Sure Shot or whatever, like, a, that applies to me for Power Master Prime, because I never owned him. Uh, several of my friends owned him, so I got to play with him through, you know into stuff but like it seems like every time i was at like uh, a toy show or a flea market or something and i would see one that had at least most of its parts like they wouldn't want crazy stupid money for it and i'm always just like you know why do you test me or you know just like i don't <laughs> like i still have never owned one like one of these days i'm gonna you know buckle down and buy one just to like satisfy got, that but i got one of those like super cheap God Jinrai reissues like in the early 2000s that were like it seemed like they were a dime a dozen at some point like in the like I think I paid like 40 or 50 bucks for it and it, it was like you know God Jinrai plus God Bomber and like you know uh, like I really like that toy but hey, do any of you know how much Power Master Prime was when he originally came out because I, I remember like a lot of kids had one so he must have been like on sale at some point or relatively inexpensive I mean, in eighties dollars, it was probably around like twenty five or thirty bucks. 
I yeah, I I'm I'm thinking cuz 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 for sure Galvatron and and Ultra Magnus were 24.95. Like that I remember absolutely. So I'm I'm guessing like Steeljaw is probably absolutely right. It's it was either 24.95 or maybe 29.95, you know, some, something something like that. Like I I was thinking of like the version that me and of this commercial that me and Steeljaw were talking about where, you know, Victor Caroli's like, you know, it's Power Master Optimus Prime, he's back and like I feel like the song is kinda like, you know, like you all thought that Rodimus sucked, so we brought back this dead truck. <laughs> In that version of the commercial, I think he he uh has quick switch too, right? Yeah, he's or was that the quick, commercial for Quick Switch? He's they, firing. They, they reused Quick Switch's like uh, like footage for that the Power Master Prime one, or vice versa. Like I don't yeah. know, but yeah, something like that. But yeah, you know, Victor Crowley's like a new Optimus Prime is here. I remember um, when the Toys R Us started the commemorative series and they reissued Power Master, but it came with the Apex armor of Jinra. And it was using the Jinra mold, and I was blown away. I'm like, holy crap, like, the U.S. got the shaft when this got released originally because this is so much better with the, you know, the hands that cycle back and, you know, the extra armor and everything like that. It looks so cool. And uh, I never touched my original G1 Optimus after that, my original uh, Power Master. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I I have that reissue. Well, I I don't have the U.S. version. I I think it, it must have been like some Korean like reissue or something that you know was super easy to obtain in the early aughts. So like, yeah, I remember when but, they were all over the place. Yeah, it it was it was a lot better than just vanilla Power Master Prime. Yeah, there was like you know extra mold. Like I think the head was even like a different mold that didn't look so like googly eyed as like regular Power Master Prime. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, it just had, you know, metal parts. It, had, it was a much better quality thing. As a kid, I was blown away when I realized with the Power Masters, uh, you didn't actually have to use the engine. You could just push the little button down with your finger, and that would unlock the transformation. I was like, oh, I don't need this stupid thing anymore. <laughs> I don't need to shove this tiny man into my transformer. Yeah. They never does, fit. They never worked for me. <laughs> it doesn't make for a good song, though. Your index finger unlocks the key. <laughs> Uh, Just push it in the hole. Wait, no. <laughs> you don't uh, need this it. tiny man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let me post the next one. You can trust me, Rodimus. You can trust me, Galvatron. Introducing the Transformer Double Spy. From a supercar, he can transform into a heroic Autobot or an evil Decepticon. Now discover the clones. Decepticon clones look identical, but one transforms into a Puma, the other into a Hawk. To fight Autobot clones, one of these twins transforms into a Jet, the other a Dragster. You can trust me, Michael. You can trust me, Derek. (laughs) What, did you just, like, turn your shirt inside out? Like, (laughs) when you talk to me and Derek, like... Those ignorant fools will never know. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's I, yeah, yeah that, that's the punch commercial, and it also has the Autobot and Decepticon clones. So like, I d- did you own? Did any of you own like an original punch counter punch? I had him. Um, no, it was another great flea market find when I got him. I always thought it was a cool. I mean, the, the concept, like, like again, like you know, I I always wanted like a gritty chuckles idw like punch counter punch thing where it's like he's 
you know, he's doing a 21 jump street with the Decepticons and he's totally <laughs> undercover, you know, and it's all like super serious ores and shit, you know, and he's got to like, you know, snort the Decepticon Coke to get in the front door and all that kind of stuff. Like, like I always thought that would be kind of cool. Seeing him in animation, I wish they had gotten to do something with him in the actual show other than the two seconds of footage he was in in the rebirth. Right. But it would have been really neat to see an actual story of him like infiltrating the Decepticons and going through it. But once it was found out, you could never use him again. Right. Yeah, his his gimmick is extremely limited. Um, they had an IDW like they planned a mini series based on Punch, but it like got canceled. Like, but apparently, like it was completely scripted and like written, but they never like wrote art, did art for it. But and I, I think like part of the reason someone said it was canceled because it was too similar to like GI Joe Cobra, like the oh. aforementioned like Mike Costa like you oh. know mini series with That's too bad. So. Yeah, all, all this makes me think of, this commercial makes me think of, is like, Roger Dodger Optimus Prime! Roger Dodger Optimus Prime! You know, like, the, the <laughs> yeah, clones. What, 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 uh, what of the clones? Like, what is what are your histories with the clones? I, I, I owned all of the clones. I, I feel like I shouldn't tell this story about the clones, because I think I go to some dark places with the clones. But, uh, but yeah, I did, I did own all the clones. At any point, did they attack you? Uh no, but they they caused violence. Like like there, there was there was there was violence that that eschewed because of the clones. No, I didn't own any of the clones. I just had punch counter punch. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I just like Derek. Derek's just kind of like you know, hmm, the clones. Yes, mistakes were made. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I, I I I don't know if I feel like fully sharing, but but I own the clones and 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 they they lead and to some dark. Bathing in blood. <laughs> yeah, they they lead to some dark roads. Some 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 bad chapters in in, in little Derek's history. I've I've never owned the original clones, but I have all the like Titans Return versions. Like I managed. Oh, to lucky track... you! Yeah, like well, I got that. I think it, I <laughs> is think that was... is that like, translate? Lucky you, motherfucker! <laughs> well, they they made them exceptionally hard to get all four of them because well, it's like I got the Velocitron like gift pack, which got me I think pounce or wings one of the decepticon clones then walgreens had an exclusive pack of one of the autobot clones and the other decepticon clone and the only way you could get the other autobot clone was get the other like gift pack which i didn't want so i didn't get that but then i i found a loose one on ebay so eventually i completed all four of them but see i did want the other pack because i wanted metal hawk and i never managed to get it and uh, and I wasn't gonna bother when I when I realized I couldn't get that, and I wasn't gonna buy. I didn't want the Velocitron one. And then a friend of mine gifted me for a, a birthday or something. He gave me the Walgreens pack. So I'm like, now I got a half set of clones, and it's it's a it's a problem to only have part. It's like having part of a combiner. It's like I need the rest. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't do their primary like their whole thing if you don't have both of them. Like yeah. And like 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 Derek said, you can't like hold them in your hands and go Roger Dodger Optimus Prime, Roger Dodger Optimus like, Prime. Like, Roger that has been Dodger. an ongoing joke in my family forever. <laughs> like we all will say that once in a while, and no one else in the family but me ever watched the cartoon, but everybody <laughs> knew that line. And at, at the very end of the commercial, they mentioned like the decoys. Like, do you guys have any history with decoys? Like, I I think I had a couple of them, but they got like ripped up or chewed up or. 
something, but yeah, I, I yeah. had some of them, but I, mostly I remember like kids at school were trading them, like trying to get specific characters that they liked. Really. Yeah, I I feel like just because of the way they packed them in with all the the figures and stuff, I I had a good number of those decoys. I never had any of them. I always thought they were pencil erasers for the longest time. Yeah, that's what I always thought until I was more learned on the subject. Yeah, I I feel like that was the first time I felt like I I, this is going to be sad, but I was like, you know how like we never. I mean, we we got a reflector in terms of you know they they had the the one you could mail away for that was whatever it was a diaclone or original or whatever but like i think before i was able to to mail away for that i i'm pretty sure there was like a yeah a decoy reflector that looked a lot more like the cartoon version of reflector so like i think i think those decoys i was like i have a reflector now you know or whatever because i had the decoy the, the last thing I will say is I, I did get the Power of the Primes uh, punch, counter punch, and he's pretty sweet. Like, Zach, did you ever end up getting that? No, I was short on funds at the time, and I never bothered. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like the best execution of that design, I, I feel like. Like, I know there was that one from the fan club, like, years ago that was, like, Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, and apparently is terrible. Because, like, his head is, like, too small, and, like, I think they tried too hard. But, yeah, the Power of the Primes one is, like, maybe one of my favorite, like, toys from that, like, range of toys. Like, it, they, they, they did, they, like, you know, they did it right, basically. Keep twisting that knife, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I feel like on Bot Talk, everyone's, like, criticizes it because it's like, oh, it only comes with the little orange gun. But then I'm like, because in the, the original Punch Counter Punch came with two guns, for like, one for each of his modes. But I'm kind of like, yeah, but the friggin' figure is awesome. Like, you know, his, head's, his, he, his head does the switchy thing. You know, his fists do the switchy thing. Like, yeah. Like, he's got all these little nice details that make him really cool. Now, now I feel like just saying, like, you know, do the magic switchy thing, baby. <laughs> the magic switchy thing. Do you have anything else to say about clones or punch and counterpunch? I was just going to yell at you more for talking about how great the toy was and I didn't get to buy it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> A while back on eBay, I saw someone was selling one for like 130 bucks or something. What? Like, what? Jeez. The power of the, the power of the primes one or a G one one? The new power of the primes. Oh really? Wow. Oh. I I got him when he was like new, like when he was like thirty bucks, which is another subtle stab at you, Zach. Sorry. <laughs> like like you will never get this. You will never get this. <laughs> you will never own it. Like if I had it, if I if I had it on me right now, I think it's like in my closet somewhere. But if I had it on me, I'd turn on my camera and make it. Look at me, I'm Punch. Once a week for the rest of my life, Mike sends me pictures of Punch Counter Punch. <laughs> like you can trust me, Zach. You can trust me, Zach. <laughs> I would absolutely do that to someone. All right, let's. Uh, I'm I'm gonna throw a, a curveball at you guys. Uh, the next commercial is not for a toy. It's unbelievable. It's Optimus Prime as you've never seen him before. Optimus Prime Live. Tune in this fall for new action-packed episodes of The Transformers every weekend. Hosted live by Optimus Prime. You've got to see it to believe it. <laughs> so so that's a 50% lie, that whole thing about new episodes? 
But Derek, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I just I posted for them the the commercial, the TV commercial for season quote unquote season five of Transformers, where Fine. it. Yeah. <laughs> which is a blatant lie because they say it's new episodes and it's not it's just repeats but they they also make a big deal of optimus prime live which is also a lie like they're all <laughs> those are all pre-recorded segments where you know they use the giant optimus prime puppet and he talks to uh tommy kennedy uh like the little kid who like you know optimus wait, prime wait, li- wait 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 are you are you saying like like you thought Victor Corelli was telling you, like you could go to a theater and see Optimus yeah, Prime, yeah. like do stand up for something. That's what it makes it sound like Optimus yeah. Prime live. So I was on Cybertron one day. I, I was going to say, Tommy Kennedy is that little kid he leaves in, like, desolate wastelands all the time. I feel like the moment Victor Caroli says, unbelievable, that's when they slit his paycheck in front of him. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think of that would elicit that reaction. Mike, when you said Tommy, my, my brain automatically filled in, why so? After <laughs> so when you said Kennedy, I was like, "Wait, that's not right." This like, is a oh, new wait. editing project to do. <laughs> Optimus Prime puppet talking to Tommy Wiseau would like make season five like the lies like all worth it, basically. Like, oh, hi, Prime, how's your yeah. sex life? <laughs> Internet, get on that. <laughs> I've never seen this promo before. I didn't even know there was one, <laughs> but yeah, I do I remember it. I had a lot of recorded episodes from this quote unquote season, and uh, it was always pretty cool seeing the live action stuff. Like as a kid, I'm like, oh, wow, that could be me knowing full well it's a puppet. But, uh, you know, you just wanted to believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I had like I, I never saw any of like, quote unquote, season five, like as a kid, like I only saw. Like, I, I think I eventually watched all those Optimus Prime segments in a YouTube compilation. Like, I, I feel like like a, they're, they're charming and cute. And, like, yeah, that Optimus Prime puppet is awesome. But, like, I feel like a lot of it is just, like, selling more toys. Because, like, Optimus Prime would always have some bullshit excuse to get away from Tommy. Where he'd be like, oh, I promised Joyride I have to go fix, like, a broken Cosmotron or something. Or, you know, he'd say, like, oh, you know, me and Landmine... know what that means. Yeah, he's like, me and Landmine have to go do something else or something. And I'm be like, you you can't actually animate those guys, so they're just kind of, like, sneaking them in there anyway. So is this the first instance of Transformers Kaiju? <laughs> yeah, I know. Holy crap, yep. Well, the, the dude who plays Tommy Kennedy, like, he actually went to a BotCon, like, not a few, like a few years ago. And he oh, was, yeah, I remember there was, like, this campaign to track him down or something, right? Yeah, no one yeah. knew what happened to him, and apparently he's just, like, a normal dude now. But, like, they he like he had some, like, I watched, like, one of the panels with him, and, like, he, he had some good stories. Like, he, he was saying, like, you know, he was like, that Optimus Prime puppet was friggin' dangerous. Like, it almost killed me a few times. <laughs> You okay, kid? Can you still do the scene? Yes. It's because it's like the hand was actually like a platform that a bunch of like crew members would move and stuff. So like, you know, sometimes like they'd move it too fast and he'd lose his balance and almost fall off it. So Optimus Prime kills child. That's the headline in the news. (laughs) It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's like that 
thing in UHS, uh, UHF, where they're like, it's time for you to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> You're so uh, stupid. Derek, did you watch these episodes like as a kid? Like with the I, op- I did. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like they're, they're, they're one notch above the transforming g2 cube like i mean it was just more repackaged bullshit like like the the thing i i remember that was fascinating about these was that the the counterpart was gi joe and it was sergeant slaughter's fat ass like you know saying shit to watch the next episode of gi joe and and doing the same thing that tommy and power master optimus prime were doing but then the other thing that was interesting was they would they split up Transformers the movie and G.I. Joe the movie into like five chapters and it was really weird like I'm, I'm sure you've seen like the interstitial clip if you've watched like a video of all of them but like that was something I remember thinking was odd was they broke up the movies like that like and and you know I, I think mostly like I was not wholly impressed by it but but remember how I said I had the friend who had the brother that had all the the Transformers, like, you know, not necessarily mint in box, but he kept them all really nice and everything. And that's how I ended up getting a lot of, I when I got my VHS, like, uh, dual deck VHS recorder or whatever, like, I borrowed a bunch of their cassette tapes, you know, VHS tapes, and, and made dupes of, like, all the episodes they recorded. But I, I remember they were very meticulous with, with recording things. So, like, they, they had a lot of these episodes with the either the tommy or the space cube even if they already had the original episode so i I remember looking at stuff thinking that was funny that you know like like i was saying that gi joe the movie and transformers the movie were like broken up into little mini chapters is like you know 30 minute episodes or whatever okay well now now i want to see like sergeant slaughter talking to the optimus prime puppet like (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he would break the puppet hand. I don't know how that would how that would fly. <laughs> He's but... too fat. Like he yeah. couldn't stay on the pu- like the friggin' stage hands are being like we can't hold him up. Like ah. Yeah, yeah. The stage hands were all instead of instead of the little Tommy Kincaid kid getting killed. The new headline in the Back to the Future time revision now reads: you know, uh, five stage hands killed by massive Sergeant Slaughter weight on Abdo's prime puppet. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter gets Optimus Prime in a Cobra clutch. <laughs> At ease, disease. Right, and anything else about the unbelievable season five that's full of new episodes and lies? I, I can't wait to, to not watch it right now. I remember watching, um, like going back to the Target Master commercial, but in this season thinking, oh, this is where we're going to get to see those episodes think because i didn't know it was from the commercials because i never saw any of the commercials i thought that animation because they used it for the opening that was like more episodes that were to come so i always wondered like you know what happened to those episodes you know years later i found out that they weren't real but i thought that's what this was going to be you know as a kid watching it like optimus prime was eventually going to tell those stories and stuff nope (laughs) wow that's sad that uh that hurts me inside yeah it was very hopeful at the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the show to continue. Alrighty, well, I think Derek mentioned the Cybernet Space Cube, so I think that's a good transition to our next commercial. So, let me post that. Mega 
Prom, the evil Decepticon leader crushes Prime with power sound treads. Transforming from battle tank to deadly robot with power arm lasers. And lock and load super sound cannon. Megatron can blast Prime into spare parts. Listen to the voice of Doom. So this is the Generation 2 Megatron commercial. And uh, this was a big deal to me as a kid because I remember, like, you know, there wasn't a Megatron toy, like, in the first wave of G2. So everyone was kind of wondering, like, you know, what... And back then we didn't know you couldn't, you know, just re-release the Megatron gun toy. So when this showed up, you know, everyone was kind of like, oh, my God. Like, and, like, he was huge. He was so much bigger than Optimus Prime. You were like, oh, man, this is, like, the new, like, badass Megatron and then, you know, he shows up in the first issue of the Marvel comic of G2, and, like, you know, they were really, like, pimping this toy. So, you know, I had to have it, and I got it, and, you know, I treasured it for many years until I eventually lost it. But, like, you didn't sat- lose it, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I'll never lose G2 Megatron. He's always here, inside. <laughs> He's a part of you forever. When, when, whenever, whenever I feel doubt, I listen to the voice of Doom. Megatron attack! <laughs> Megatron attack! Like, Megatron, what should I do? And, like, you know, I get a thought bubble, and it's just him going, Megatron attack! <laughs> they should make little arm bracelets that say, you know, like, what what would Megatron do? Megatron attack! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Zach, like, you know, we're we're close to, you know, the same, you know, range. Uh, did Did you have G2 Megatron? I didn't have this version, uh, but a kid up the street did, so I have played with this toy. I have memories of it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my god, it's G2 Megatron, this is so cool. It wasn't that cool of a toy, really. Like, it was a brick. And yeah, it was honestly, of- yeah, like, looking back on it, it wasn't too great of a toy. But, like, at, at the time, it was, like, you know, it was a big deal. Um, I had the Heroes G2 Megatron, the the purple one. Uh, which was impressive for the time because of how yeah. poseable it was. Yeah, it had a lot more poseability than this one, but I feel like it was a big deal for me too because I remember seeing it at Kmart and being just floored. I was like, "Wow! Like this, this is a new Megatron, and he's a tank." Never, never mind that he's like wacky, you know, colors and stuff, which would be like uh, a thing for Transformers going forward. But I thought he was really cool. What I remember was like, I would go to the Kmart. And they would always have at least one G2 Megatron. And then I got to noticing it was like, it was always the same one. No one was buying it. And the box was getting more and more beat up. But it never went on sale, so I never got it. I ended up buying one maybe 10 years ago from someone on Bot Talk. And I still got it. I mean, I still, I mean, he is a brick, like you guys are right. But I still think he's really cool. It's definitely a badass looking toy. Yeah. I'm like, just think, Justin. If you had, if you had stuck with Beast Wars the second, you would have seen that mold of Megatron magically transform into Trypticon. <laughs> yeah, Megastorm and Gigastorm. Yep. Reused. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I always did like the cannon firing gimmick. Like you would load like seven can like missiles into like the chamber of that cannon and then like pull it back and like press the button and it would it would shoot missiles pretty far. Like and it had a sound effect when it fired. So that was pretty cool. Um, I, I used uh, the 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 combat heroes one. I always like because it had that air cannon, so I could like stomp on that thing and send those things across <laughs> yeah. the yard. It was great. Uh-huh. 
but uh, we had a blast. Uh, my friend up the street who had it, he also had the G2 Optimus, which I thought was cool because it had the sound, the that terrible sound pack and the missile launchers. And I would bring all my G1 toys, and he had you know several of the G2 toys and stuff like that. And his brothers had given him old ones. We had Transformer battles across his entire yard. Um, but he would always like, no, nope, you don't get to use G2 Megatron. It's mine. And he would, he would use those terrible treads of power or whatever the hell they called it in the commercial. Oh, just like in the commercial, toys. run over your Optimus Prime. Yeah, he followed orders. Hey, I, I still have that G2 Optimus sound pack on my desk, so I think I have to swap out the batteries because it's been a while, but... I am I think, Optimus Prime. Yeah, I am Optimus Prime. Megatron. It's like that's the devil and angel on my shoulder. It's like oh, I am Optimus <laughs> Prime. Like Megatron attack. I yeah. Me, me, meanwhile, the only thing that's going through my head is the little Venom electronic voice activated figure where he's like, "I want to eat your brain." <laughs> See, I still have the the voice box from R.I.D. Prime where he goes, "Optimus Prime, maximize," which made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> made no friggin' sense. No, but. But anyway, um, anything else on G two Megatron, or can we can we move on to one of the more anticipated commercials of the night? Well, I would Ooh. say this commercial it's it's a testament to early CGI. <laughs> you can yeah. put it that way. It doesn't age well, but it's something to be appreciated that they even did it. <laughs> yeah, like I as a kid, I thought it was you know I thought it was oh cool. Like, wouldn't it be cool to get a cartoon like this and. No, we know now. Yeah, and then we, we, did we know it. now. We know now that it would not be cool to get a cartoon like this. Oh no, wait, we did. We got Combiner Wars and all those like those are like marginally about like the same level, like maybe. But no, yeah, we got Beast Wars, which is a lot better CGI. And like, I think Derek, didn't you say like last time you were like anyone who says Beast Wars like has terrible CGI? You need to watch yeah, these. Yeah, you need to watch these. On a on a permanent loop for the rest of your life. They like, also that's... need to shut up because this was pioneering technology at the time. Like this was new stuff. You can't criticize it for that. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I think uh, Zach demanded rap. So I'm gonna post some rap for you guys. That was awesome. <laughs> I think you mean Illin, Justin. Uh, that was completely Illin. Yes, that was. Good as Illin. <laughs> that was the commercial for G two Dreadwing. I want this as a fucking ringtone right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a three in one Transformerama. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> What's what's I mean? Yeah, the commercial is obviously amazing. Yeah, but like in all honesty, like this is one of my favorite toys of all time too. Like G two Dreadwing, like I, like this was another like big deal to me. Like because you know he shows up in the like I think Marvel G two number five like very briefly, and I'm kind of like, oh cool, who's that? And then like they released a toy of him, and I was kind of like, oh man, like that's the dude from. You know, who showed up in that one scene in Marvel G2. And, like, I, I, you know, I like this is still one of my favorite, like, toys of all time, like G2 Dreadwing and his partner, Smokescreen. Doesn't Megatron blow him up, like, one panel later? I, oh, oh I, 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 I think 
like he's Darkwing and Megatron kills Darkwing and then they like rebuild him as Dreadwing basically. Oh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Still awesome toy. Uh, yeah. I had multiple versions of this toy because yeah. of like the I, Beast Wars second version and everything. I loved this toy. Yeah, I, I had the G2 version. I had the Beast Wars second version. I had the uh, Robots in Disguise one that was like green and gray, I think. Oh, that one was so cool looking. Yeah. It was a great figure. I mean, the posability was awesome. The the missiles, like it came with so many of them. That Gatling gun when you would just crank it and <laughs> launch yeah. them all. Uh-huh. And uh, this commercial's is just as cool as the toy, in my opinion. <laughs> so the, the Japanese version of Roger Dodger Optimus Prime is like Roger. Starscream and BB is Roger. Roger. Yeah, I remember there was a fan dub of that, and a really cool dude got to do Starscream's voice. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who was that mysterious stranger? I don't know, some asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a lot of flack for that voice. Nobody liked it. <laughs> Well, you didn't didn't you do like sort of an armada star? I did uh, an impression like, of Michael Dobson. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, I remembered that. Yeah, that was cool though. But uh, yeah, like I knew like from as soon as I decided we were gonna do another commercials episode, I absolutely knew. And there's like four of them, I think, where that you know the rap commercials. And I knew I absolutely had to get another one in there. So and then like before we started, Zach was like, you know saying talking about dude we were talking about dude kisses and stuff (laughs) i was like don't worry like we'll get to it don't worry it's coming like i want to meet the person who said hey let's make commercials (laughs) with rap music in it for transformers and i want to be like shake their hand and be like you are a brave soul this is amazing it's super bad but it's amazing (laughs) i feel like sorry i'm going back to dude kiss again i feel like (laughs) I feel like that's something that they should call Mo up in his bar and be like, I need to find, I need to find Dudicus. And Mo's like, I need to find the Dudicus. And everybody's like, ah! Preferably one whose Gatling gun is illin. <laughs> oh, man. This one, the, the CGI gets better in this one, and they integrate it with live action, too, which is pretty neat. Uh, I love this commercial. It's so good. <laughs> I love how that kid, how non like threatened that kid is. He's like, "Run! It's Dreadwing." I guess. Like, I'm looking at a tennis ball. I don't get it. Oh my god, you cannot make this up. This is so good. <laughs> uh, the like, missiles go boom. Like you said, there are four rep commercials. Like, what are the other two? Um, For Combat Megatron and Combat Optimus Prime. Wasn't um, there one for the laser rods, too? Yeah, for the laser rods. Oh. And I think there's one for Rotor Force, too. Oh, I think it's the same one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's one for the Cyber Jets as well. Yeah, and then the Combaticons and Aerial Bots. So I think there's like five total. It's it's brilliant. It's are, are we rating these? Are they are these the? Are, do we have awards for this stuff? Because this one wins. In my yeah, I, I, I was like, it's yeah, it's all downhill. Well, there there might be one coming up that might beat this one, but not because of the rap, just because of how insane it is. But yeah, but okay. And anything else about this one? Or because I know it's it's awesome. But I need um, to find the Twitter kiss. <laughs> 
Derek, don't be Ellen, okay? Or maybe you should be Ellen. I'm not, I'm unclear on that. Like you should be Ellen. Yeah, Ellen right. is good. Hang on, I'm I'm looking it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> but anyway, I think we should move on. From beast to bop, the action top. New Inferno is evil king of the anthill. With stinger missiles, he's the ultimate surprise. Transforming from insect to high tech, from robo chopper to full robotic battle mode. From beast to bop, the action's hot. Heroic cyber sharks, one hard-hitting hammerhead. Underneath this shark skin lurks the robot within. With flip blade tails, this is the final showdown. So this is a Beast Wars commercial for Inferno and Cyber Shark. And I kind of think it's like a good contrast of like the CGI and the actual cartoon and the CGI from like the G2 commercials. Because they use footage from the show for Inferno, but they had to do like like their own footage for Cyber Shark. And it's clearly of like, you know, less quality as the Beast Wars show. But yeah, I mean, Inferno was a pretty big deal when he showed up on the Beast Wars cartoon and I think most people agree his toy was not didn't quite live up to what he looked like on the show, but it was still like a decent toy, I'd say. It was fun. It wasn't nearly as cool as he was on the show, but I think at the time I was still young enough where I could be like, I can inject my imagination into this figure and make it as cool, you know, just like you did with the G1 toys. <laughs> Always had fun with the... Uh, like I, I, the only thing I I don't like about the Inferno toy is he didn't have the guns that he had on the show. If he had had those, it would yeah, have been that was a huge like you know he had little piddly weapons too. You were kind of like this guy's got the biggest gun on the show, and you gave him this little tiny missile launcher. Like yeah. not if gonna he stuck it back into the mandibles. It almost looked like it was big enough to be his huge cannons, but that was about it. And I, I never had Cybershark. Yeah, me neither. Like, I don't think anyone I knew had Cybershark. I think he was, like, short-packed or something, because I never found what. Like, I, I eventually got the Hellscream version of that mold, but I never owned, like, an original Cybershark. And I think, uh, ironically, I think, you know, Cybershark, at least, like, I, I had Transmetal 2 Cybershark, but I think, like, you know, he's that's more famous as Skybite, basically, like, a you know, that mold, at least. So, like, I don't think Cybershark ever got his chance to, like, be in the sun, really. Oh, oh so that, was that, yeah, that makes sense, then, because I was thinking how much he looked like Skybite, but that is Skybite, pretty much, in a weird kind of way, right? He, he reminded me of... Skybite, and it makes sense that he reminds me of Skybite because this is the version of him before he became Transmetal too, right? Like, okay. I always loved, uh, especially the early Beast Wars commercials. They always use that little tagline from Beast to Bot, the action's hot. It's like, okay, you had to <laughs> rhyme it, and you couldn't come up with something better than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, look, they were lonely, they were horny, like they needed, they needed some kind of action that was hot. They do it from... like they do on the Discovery Channel, <laughs> like from Beast to Bot, Black Arachnia is a thought. Let's go. <laughs> so, so uh, was was Inferno like a, a, a shelf warmer? I guess because because I I got into Beast Wars pretty way late. I mean, as far as picking up toys, because when I was picking up toys, I think like Optimal Optimus was brand new, and I know I managed to find like you know uh, some of the the fusors like i found 
uh, I want to say like Silver Bolt, and I found Quick Strike, and I found like Air Razor with the little VHS tape and everything. And then when I went to KB Toys, there were all these Infernos on discount. He was, was he like, was a grievous shelf warmer. Okay. Yes, yeah, because yeah. So, so he was, he shipped solid in a like pack of that okay. size. So like you you would get like eight Infernos in a box, and they'd all go to the shelf basically. Because I, I, I think it was being... like him and Transkito were like everywhere for the yeah, longest time. Yep. Okay. Because I, I sort of remember being thrilled that I could still find them because I figured, oh, well, th- 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 I'm not going to find any the, of these guys. The whole, the the whole reason that Transmetal Fire Ant is named Scavenger instead of Inferno is because the original Inferno was still clogging shelves so badly that they didn't want another toy named Inferno on shelves. It's funny because he's such a loved character on the cartoon and yeah. no product. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably because people took one look at it like, that's not Inferno. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like, you know, the toy was acceptable, but it was kind of cruddy at the same time. Like, aside from the weapons, he was kind of like translucent, like red. Yeah. Like, yeah. Weird. You know, Justin, did you ever own like Inferno or, or Cybershark? I got Inferno like years later, like when it became known at work that I was into Transformers. Like a guy came up to me and he's like, you like the Transformers, right? And I was like, hesitantly, I was like, yes he's like i've got one that you can have and he's an ant and i was like inferno and he's like i don't know his damn name <laughs> and he brought it to me and he was like oh yeah his head's like broke and his head is just completely broken off from its little peg or whatever so i just kind of stick it on top but i mean yeah it is somewhat disappointing but i don't know it i mean i never bought it like he was always a shelf clogger in my area too and i can just I remember just looking at it, and I'm like, he doesn't really, there's something missing here, and, you know, putting him back on the shelf, but, I don't know, he's kind of fun to look at, I guess. I don't remember Beast Wars toys ever really going on clearance, so, like, I wonder if that was a problem for them, like, they never, they never clearanced them out, like, nowadays, it's like, okay, after about six months, I can start finding, you know, figures from six months ago on clearance at target and walmart and stuff like that but the beast wars figures i never remembered seeing them in any kind of clearance section to get rid of things like inferno and transquito and those guys who just sat on the shelves forever i mean i i sort of feel like if they did go on clearance they all went to kb because that's those are the ones that i bought on clearance because yeah because inferno i got at kb on clearance and then uh, even when i was scouring for older beast war toys I remember they still had that that two pack with the the bat and the alligator or whatever the the prime Megatron original Beast Wars two pack and I'm pretty sure that was on like way deep discounted like they had like tons of them. Yeah, I I kind of remember finding clearance stuff in KB like 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 you said Zach probably like Inferno and Transquito and um Injector like the Fusor like and like all yeah, those guys I... who just sat there. I remember mine also had that polar bear guy. Oh, yeah, polar claw. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on because I've got another Beast Wars commercial. The Royalty! Transformers taken to the power of three! The new heroic Maximal team starts with three ferocious beasts that convert to three battle-ready robots and combine to form one gigantic robot, Magnavox, to battle the evil robot Tripredicus, a terrifying triple combination. So if you guys thought the action was hot, now the action is three times as hot. 
this this is the commercial for Magna Boss and Tripreticus. And um, these guys were kind of a surprise to me because I like my cousins bought Magna Boss and like they were like, oh, dude, like, you know, they called me and they were like, we just got a Beast Wars guy that's like a combiner like in G1. And I was like, what? You liars, you lying liars. <laughs> like that doesn't exist. And then like they brought him over and I was like, holy shit, it does exist. And like they, they even brought like they do brought, exist. They, they do exist. Like the yeah, but they they clipped out like his file card and stuff so I could see it. And I'm like, oh man, it's Prowl, Ironhide, and Silverbolt. So I was like, my mind was like kind of blown when I first like saw Magna Boss. And then I think like my parents took me to Toys R Us like a few weeks later, and I was like kind of intent on finding them. And I didn't find Magna Boss, but I did find Tripreticus. And I was like, oh cool. Like so, I I ended up getting Tripreticus. And then I think I eventually got Magna Boss for my birthday. But like, yeah, these these guys kind of like I didn't see this commercial like in like I think until way after I actually had owned the toy. So it was like this is maybe one of the last times these guys were like, you know, I found a toy that I was like surprised about, I guess. I never owned these figures. Like I always I knew of their existence. I think I'd saw them, seen them on shelves, but I don't think I was like fully into Beast Wars at the time when this came out. Because I didn't really get into it until the trans metals, and uh, it was—I I still to this day have like never even seen this figure in person <laughs> or played with it or anything like that. Same thing with Tripreticus. I remember seeing it on the shelves and being—I don't know if surprised is the right word, but I mean, I, I remember taking note, I guess, of the fact that they had like G one names, you know, like Ironhide and Prowl and that kind of thing. So I, I noticed it. And then I guess just because Beast Wars Second is still fresh on my mind, I mean, all I can think of is, is Lyo Jr., you know, like and, and his his little stint as as the the I don't know, the weird Gaia spirit Gohan kid thing or whatever on that show, you know, and and, and him being tempted by Galvatron to, like, join the dark side and all that shit, so, I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, it, it, the, the toy itself, like, I, I, I think, like, Zach, I was never, even when I was going back and getting all the figures, I think just because at the time I didn't know about the Beast Wars second anime, and, and all I was focusing on was who was on the, the current CGI show, and since this character had nothing to do with the CGI show, I kind of went, oh, they have, you know, G1 names, but it's not on the show, so I'm not buying it, you know? Like, I think that was my my logic or train of thought. <laughs> well, I think, like, as soon as I saw his name was Prowl, like, it, it, it immediately, like, became super important to me, so... That might have been why I didn't buy it, you know? I figured Prowl would be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Justin? Did you ever own these or see these, or...? I had Tripreticus. Um, there was a guy in high school, and we always would trade toys and comics back and forth, which it always made me feel self-conscious, like people were, you know, watching us and judging us, but, you know, we did it anyway. Um, I can't remember exactly what I traded, but um, I just remember being like, oh, wow, I, I finally got this, because I remember seeing the commercial. I remember seeing it in stores, and I just remember getting home, taking the three pieces out of my backpack and putting it together and playing with it and being immediately disappointed. Like, I feel like <laughs> I was like, he got one over on me because this sucks. Like, this is awful. <laughs> and um, I probably had it for maybe a month or two. And then I traded it back to him. I forget why he wanted it back, but I was just like, oh, you want this back? And I was like, 
uh, I, I don't know. He's re- really cool, and I think I got something really good, like, <laughs> you know, out of him for it. But, but yeah, like I had him, and he stunk. I, I I just remember both of them. Like when when I first owned both of them, I thought their transformation and combination was like like impossibly frustrating, but. Like nowadays, like I feel like you know, I think they're pretty. Like I can do them by heart. Like now, I used to play with them so often. Like I th- like Tripredic has like has a pretty you know like inventive transformation, but Magna Boss like basically like eighty percent of Magna Boss is Ironhide. Like you basically like stick Prowl inside of Silverbolt's wings, and then Ironhide becomes the arms and legs and like torso of Magna Boss. So. Form arms and legs and torso. Yeah, I don't need the rest of you. Yeah, basically, you could have an Ironhide like suit just walking around with no head. Basically, I do remember thinking that if I could find Magna Boss, I would just keep Tripredicus and display them together. But I never got around to getting Magna Boss. Like, was he better than Tripredicus? Um, yeah, like I liked Tripredicus, but I I mean, I can absolutely see what you're talking about. Like he did feel a little chintzy, like in Magna Boss didn't feel like chintzy, I guess. Like he, you know, he felt solid. Like I think nowadays, like I think Silverbolt like suffers from like gold plastic syndrome. Like his wing, his wings were all like gold flaked. So like he probably, I think if I pulled my silver, my Magna Boss Silverbolt out of storage, his wings would like crumble or something like as as they would have you believe, like you know, with that gold plastic syndrome. So, I would have been interested to see like how they would have handled this in the actual show, like if they had put the combiners in there, like yes. it would have very much changed the the way the Beast Wars cartoon originally went. But yeah, it, it just would have been neat to see these guys in here. Like, yeah. it, wasn't that actually the original intent of the agenda having the Tripredic Tripredic Tripredicus Council be the you know the Tripredicus yeah, that yep. we got. They they are named like in the script for that episode. They are named like Ramhorn, Cicadacon, and Sea Clamp. But oh, like, okay, they, their their character models do not like look at all like those toys. So no, they just look like floating heads. Yeah, well, their 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 character models I think are cobbled together from existing like models they had like lying around. So. Like, I guess, you know, just to be, you know, cheap, but, you know, whatever, you know, I, I still like uh, before the agenda and like before season two of Beast Wars, like this was the closest it came to like having G1 in your Beast Wars, like kind of, I guess. So that's why it was like important to me that these guys were named like Prowl, Silverbolt and Ironhide. So I always liked the uh, the Magnaboss design, like the that totem pole-esque looking head with, you know, one on top of another and just like the whole vibe with the the feathers, this Native American look, it, it looked really cool. Yeah. I felt and he, like you know Ironhide's tusks become like horns for him basically, and mm. like he definitely had a better weapon than Tripredicus. Tripredicus had like this weird like missile launcher thing, but Magnaboss, all his weapons combined into a giant sword, so that was definitely like a lot cooler. But uh, um. Justin, you were mentioning being self-conscious at school with your Transformers. I think yes. this commercial will totally alleviate that for you, this next one. So let me post that. You up for a challenge? Let's do it. Evil Megatron's gonna get stopped by Keto Supreme! Whoa. He's huge as a cat! And even bigger as a robot! 
Holy! It's the biggest, baddest beast machine ever! So, Justin, you're telling me you didn't, like, anyone who tried to bully you about your Transformers, you didn't just, like, <laughs> shove it in their face and be like, let's have a match! Like, challenge! If, if I had pulled something like that out in gym class, like, someone would have took it away from me and hit me with it. <laughs> yeah, so this this is the commercial for Supreme Cheetor, one of the uh, most infamous Transformer toys of all time. As of, Like, we were talking about shelf cloggers. Like, this thing... Like, uh, this was on, like, Toys R Us shelves for, like, years and years and years, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> like who, who asked for this? I knew you were going to post this commercial <laughs> as soon as you said that. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be a Beast Machines commercial. I know it. <laughs> like, I think, like, I feel like they're trying to cater to the Pokemon audience. Like, because this is around the time when Pokemon was big. And mm. it's kind of like... You know, you could have matches between your Transformer toys. Like, what What are you talking about? Like, like <laughs> I don't get it. Like, what? You, you don't remember the school card? <laughs> Trying to do speed transformations and see who could do it the fastest? Yeah, I, I get Like, I don't even get it. Like, well, I, you know, like, I feel like maybe if that kid shot those missiles into the other kid's eyes or something, <laughs> like, maybe it would be effective, but... Plus, the little kid looks like he's in, like, fourth grade, and the older kid looks like he's in, like, college. So what the <laughs> hell school are they going to? So, no, no. Patch, I'm going to go write my dissertation on the teleological suspension of the ethical. Be right back. Just remember, the seeds of the future lie buried in the past. I don't think anyone should be this proud of Supreme Cheetor. <laughs> <laughs> I remember passing that up at a uh, at Christmas tree shop. I had seen Supreme Cheetor and I saw Night Scream like on dirt cheap clearance. I'm talking like less than five dollars each, and I still wouldn't buy those pieces of shit. Uh -huh. I could not bring myself to buy those figures. I don't like Beast Machines was all wonky about like the scale of characters. Like, well, look at it. He's holding Megatron like in this yeah. like, tiny little hand. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I feel like the whole toy line was a mistake. I know, I, I know, Mike's gonna be like, "Well, there were some good figures, but and I'm sure there were, but I just I remember buying like one or two and being just so disappointed and seeing the rest of the figures in store. I'm like, this whole line is, I don't understand it. I'll, I'll give you a good seventy to eighty percent of Beast Machines does not have good toys. Yeah, but there, are, like I, I do like you know certain ones like Mega Tankor and uh, uh, the little Cobra basic guy like a uh, Night Viper. Like I, I think he's I was a say, yeah. Most of the Viacons were pretty decent. Yeah, like the, the Viacons are okay. Suffered. And Megatron. Like, like, like I said, like who asked for this? Like, why did they think? Like, what marketing? Like, you know, they tried to make Cheetor the face of the franchise, like in Beast Machines. But like, did anyone like really like? I don't get the play pattern here. Like, who's gonna have a like play like my giant Cheetor, and he can play with my like tiny other Beast Machines toys? I don't get it. Like, like. Ugh. Here's my Optimus Primal, who's one third its size. <laughs> Well, I will say, if Cheetor was this size on the show compared to Optimus, there would be far less, like, leadership squabbles. Like, you know, Cheetor, like, fall in line. No, I'm going to squash you, Optimus. Oh! <laughs> Steps on him. I am supreme. And I, I think it would be a lot harder for the Maximals to hide if Cheetor was this size on the show, like, in comparison to them.
Yeah. I mean, I I'm kind of a Beast Machines defender overall for the show, but I will not defend this commercial or the figures. Burn him. Burn him. <laughs> did uh, did well, I I I'm going to assume that none of us own Supreme Cheetor, but did, did like Zach or Justin did either of you own like the Megatron, like the mega sized Megatron? I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> He was like the the Coke can Megatron, wasn't he? Like the <laughs> the cloak Megatron. It, it was a terrible freaking toy. You go from that amazing dragon figure from Beast Wars, the Transmetal Two Megatron, and then they shunt it down into that piece of crap. That the, I mean, the cloak did go around. I will give them that, and you could create the look of the cloak. Although he had that weird gold trim on the front. But the dragon form was just awful. Like it, it was it was a bad bad toy. Yeah, like I I almost like I think I remember almost expecting that they were gonna like redo the Transmetal two like dragon as like the Me- Megatron from Beast Machines like and just like drape a cloak over him or something. But no, they 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 did not do that, and that would have probably been superior to that. Well, I remember in the cartoon, when you first see his dragon mode, when it pops out, it looked incredible. Like, it was all, like, scarred, and it had, like, you know, metal plates on it where you could see, like, he had tried to operate on himself and purge his beast mode. And it looked fantastic. And I'm like, if they make a toy of that, I will absolutely buy it again. Like, I would love to see this in toy form. And then when I finally saw the Mega, the actual Megatron toy, I'm like, wow, this is, that's a piece of shit. And then I bought it. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, you had to you had to buy it and bring it to school in case anyone like challenged. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't remember. Uh, I think I was in high school at the time. Beast Machines. Yeah, I was in high school when Beast Machines came out, and uh, no nobody was watching. I I kept my Transformers to myself in in high school. I did not talk about that. That I was a big fan. <laughs> See now, now Justin, like I'm imagining you, like trying to do, like seeing this commercial and being like, you know, this is what I'll do at school, and then like, you know, <laughs> like they have the dramatic music, and then they just take it from you and break it, like, <laughs> like stuff you in a locker or something. <laughs> we should make a parody of this commercial now. <laughs> okay, well, I- I'm sorry, like. I don't mean to make fun because uh, the next commercial is a request by you, Justin. So I, I will post that in the box. For the record, I was never stuffed in a locker. <laughs> okay. Optimus Prime, my Predacons will crush you with a scrap. Attack! Take on the Autobots and you'll be the one crushing Megatron. So yeah, that's the robots in disguise like commercial for like the Autobot Brothers, Optimus Prime, and Megatron, and uh, I think it it adds a, a lot of legitimacy when they use the actual voice actors like uh, in the commercial, like instead of getting some like you know sound alike or whatever. So like it was cool to hear you know Neil Kaplan's Optimus Prime and uh, the dude who does Megatron like you know talking. I think it adds a lot of real legitimacy when the little kid laughs a evil villainous laugh and goes <laughs> the first like 10 seconds of this with the animation of Optimus transforming 
that looks insanely cool. And then the rest of the commercial, I'm just like, now we're back to generic boringness of kids throwing their their toy in front of the camera and saying how great it is. Yeah, it's true. And, like, I, I owned all the toys in this commercial, and I like all of them. And, like, you know, like I said, like, I think it it it's it's cool that they use the, the cartoon of voices and yeah that that bit of cgi at the beginning as brief as it was looked like you know leagues better than like the beast wars and the g2 cgi so it's kind of sad but i i almost think the cg in this commercial looked better than the cg on the actual car oh yeah cartoon yep yep isn't this the same music they used for energon yeah they just recycled it for energon oh Sorry, I had to bring up that painful memory. Right. <laughs> Justin, what what did what did you want to say about this one? You know, a while back we were doing a uh, Transformers Tuesday, and Tony mentioned the first Optimus Prime he ever owned was Robots in Disguise Prime. And after the show, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Me too, because like like I said, I never owned Power Master Prime. I never owned the original Optimus Prime, but I remember being in college and going to walmart like after school or after classes were out and just kind of goofing off and killing time and one day i went to the toy aisle and there said optimus prime and i was like oh wow and i bought it and took it home and you know transformed it and posed it and everything i was like this is a really cool figure i like i still have that figure and i also have the megatron in this commercial and and later i bought the galvatron too and um I think I still have the Galvatron. I think I got rid of the Megatron. But, I mean, I still have that Optimus Prime. I still think he's a really cool figure. I liked his uh, combined form. I think that's really cool, too. You know, maybe the cartoon is not the greatest, but as far as, like, the toys, like, I have nothing but praise for that Optimus Prime and many of the other figures in this line. I found mine the other day. I was cleaning, and I went through a bunch of old bins and I found it and I'm like, it, I agree. It is one of the coolest Optimus Primes they ever released. It's just, it's just fun. I mean, yeah. you could joke and say he pops apart a lot, you know, mm-hmm. but it was a fun toy. I, I rank it up there as like one of my favorites that and like galaxy convoy. And Zach, I know you've been on bot talk uh, longer than I have actually by a few days, but I remember people, <laughs> I remember people being really angry about him, him uh, being a fire truck, and that caused a lot of arguments. And then I got the toy, and I was like, "No, this is fine. Like, this is great. Like, he can be a fire truck. That's cool." I remember stalking um, uh, Ben Yee's website, uh, Ben's World Transformers, and I saw the robots, the uh, car robots images for the first time. And I was completely blown away. And when I found out that this show was coming to the United States, I I broke my I don't talk about my love of Transformers at school, you know, rule. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. Nobody wanted to listen to me. But I was like, this is so freaking cool. I was very excited for it. Um, mainly uh, at the time because I was excited to get Prowl and uh, Sideburn and um, X-Bron. Or I didn't know their Japanese names at the time, but... I was very excited to get those figures and this Optimus Prime, and also because I knew that Fortress Maximus would come out. And then, of course, it didn't. <laughs> I remember being at um, a convention, I think in Knoxville, and there was a guy set up, and he had a lot, a lot of toys, you know, imported from Japan, and he had the car robots, like, you know, probably six months before they were out here, you know. 
and I was so tempted to get them, but they were so expensive. I mean, he wanted like 40 or 50 bucks just for each Autobot brother. And I was just like, ah, I, I can't, I just can't. That's too much. And I'm out. And then when I heard these were coming over here, I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't do that. Cause that would have been stupid. Hmm. Yeah, I almost yeah. bought import prices on like uh, Big Bad Toy Store and stuff like that for them. I did pay um, way too much for Sideburn at the time because uh, I had bought it at uh, EB Games or whatever GameStop used to be. Um, they had it, and uh, I at the time it was too much. Now it's the normal price of a deluxe. It was like twenty bucks when they used to be ten, and. Uh, I just remember like thinking he was totally worth it to buy it even at that price because it was so intricate compared to what we had been getting for years now. Yeah, I think I think me and Derek have a similar story. Like we both, you know, once we learned the existence of this show and we, you know, we we saw I think it was Prowl in the yeah. stores. It was kind of like, oh yeah, Prowl, and like that's that's how I I started Robots in Disguise basically. Yeah, I think I think Prowl was the first and only Robots in Disguise toy I ever bought. And then they bled the crap out of that mold for like years yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they really they really yeah they really overdid it with that mold. Didn't but... they what? actually break Again? the mold? <laughs> Probably, yeah. They, they they well for years and years and years those three Car Brother molds were the only like game in town if you wanted to make like a new like Autobot or you know classic character. So it's like you know Expron is Ratchet, you know Expron. Uh, you know, uh, Prowl is Sunstreaker, Prowl is Sideswipe, Prowl is Red Alert, like Prowl is, you know. Uh, so many. I, I even like that Megatron. Like, people will criticize that Megatron for being, you know, like, he's he's supposed to be a, a six-changer or even a ten-changer if you, you know, go, go with Galvatron. But, like, I kind of like, like, you know, yeah. like, trying to come up with new mo- modes for him, basically. He's like, a fun I, figure. Yeah, I even like his giant bitch slap mode. Like, that is yeah. the best mode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> gigantic hand. Gigantic like, hand. Like, who thinks of that? Yeah. But, but anyway, and, and anything else about this commercial? Or we got we got three left. I don't know where you're going next, but all right, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, Derek, you might take some interest in this next one because I think this this next commercial could be considered the prototype of Optimus Prime says to fuck shit up. Mm. Sent to Earth from a world far away, Transformers go bots to save the day. Go, go, go bots, Transformers go bots. A robot is what you see, but that's not all that it can be. Go, go, go bots, Aerobot, Beast, Bot, Speed, Bot, Go, they only change when you say so. Go, go, go bots. I take it back. I want this as a ringtone. Robot is what you see, but that's not all it can be. <laughs> It is go, insanely go, catchy. Go bots. It's very catchy. <laughs> yeah, this is the Transformers GoBots commercial. And like, Transformers GoBots was, yeah, like kind of the prototype of what, like, you know, rescue bots or, you know, sort of a kitty like, targeted line of Transformers. And, like, I don't, like, I've never owned any of these. I don't, like, like, Zach, you're a dad. I mean, like, would you, would you, like, you know, use these as training wheels? Like, you know, like if you were trying to get a kid into Transformers, like so, I actually did. Um, my oldest nephew, who just turned twenty-one this last week, he was very little when these came out, and I had bought him Aerobot, uh, the the blue plane, and uh, he played with that quite a bit. But 
he knew that Uncle Zach had way more interesting Transformers in his room, so he'd always just come in and play with my stuff all the time. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like as I... a little kid's Transformer with simple transformations, these were actually kind of cool. Yeah, like I was kind of like trying to figure out in my like like what what the like sh- like shelf life for these would be with a kid, like you know, oh, like, not very long. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I mean, know. they could easily graduate into something better. And it's like like you know, they all have kind of generic names, but it kind of looks like you know, like the monkey one kind of looks like Optimus Primal, and the Cheetah one obviously looks like Cheetor. So like I'm kind of like you know, they just have like names like Aerobot and like Carbot and Beastbot, but you have to wonder why they bothered making them look like those characters because the fans weren't buying this shit. Like <laughs> not for, you know, themselves anyway. Like maybe some did, but nobody was buying this and thinking like, "Oh, great, a new Cheetor." I wonder if this like somehow I, I like I always wondered if this was some kind of like sneaky slam on GoBots. You know, we own you now, so we're going to make you like baby shit or whatever. Like <laughs> I think they did that in G2, didn't they? They they had the the little cars oh, yeah. that became the spy changers, yeah. they were called GoBots, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yep. And they also had that color change guy who was named GoBots, yeah. But yeah, I was just like you know, like they they eventually, like I said, they acquired the GoBots like property. So like they had to figure out a way to incorporate it, I guess. So I don't know. Like I think there were even plans at some point to like repaint one of these guys as a BotCon exclusive, but I don't think that got off the ground. Thankfully, I mean, I this is maybe maybe a series of toys I'd give to like a two year old, maybe, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say my nephew was around like two or three at the time. Yeah, um, I mean he played with it for quite a while, but he was more interested in what I had, and eventually he saved his money and bought an Armada Optimus Prime, and he thought that was the greatest thing ever until he broke it. Derek, do you have any thoughts on bots? Bots go bots. I you know what's funny? Like I don't. I I feel like this is a pretty big blind spot like i don't know if i just treated it as not transformers because it was branded as GoBots, but like i don't i don't have any distinct memories of seeing these in the stores but maybe that's because i didn't always go by the play school aisles and stuff like i mean i remember like they, they used to have some kind of marvel version of these like play school type guys i forget what they'd call them but like you know spider-man would have all these different outfits like a he'd be a firefighter and like a a diver and and all that kind of stuff and then i mean i i did kind of pay attention to the rescue bots because you know we've seen a few episodes and talked about them on this show and like I, i i thought it was cool that with those they'd they'd have like the i guess the primary bot figure but then they'd they'd have them come with like a little I don't know, Imaginex sized, you know, their, their human counterpart. And I thought that was kind of a neat touch, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, the, the, you know, police car would come with the police sergeant or, you know, like the sheriff or whatever. And, and, and that kind of thing. So I, I thought that was like a nice touch as far as that went, but I don't, I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't remember even stumbling into the, the, the play school go bots at all. I think they I think they had like one animated episode that was like included on a VHS or a CD with one of these figures but like yeah it's they pretty did. bad. Yeah, I I figured like I, I never watched, watched it. it. it was terrible. But. <laughs> but you know, 
What's well, it's funny because like Rescue Bot, you you don't wouldn't know it, but Rescue Bots is like insanely like successful. Like it's the longest running like Transformers cartoon. Like and you wouldn't know it because most older fans don't pay attention to it. But I've tried to get my daughters to watch it, and they say that they like it, but they're weird when it comes to they don't like anything that has a bad guy in it. So. Like my youngest is like, oh, I watch, I'll watch Transformers with you, and I say, okay, cool. What do you want to watch? I've tried getting her to watch animated. I've tried getting her to watch Beast Wars because I thought it, animals might get her into it. And then she said, oh, I'll watch Rescue Bots, and they watch like two episodes, and they're like ready to move on. They'd rather watch, uh, what is it, Paw Patrol, which is basically Rescue Pods with puppies. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff that they want to watch. So. It just does. It's not enough of a story. I appreciate what they do in the cartoon, like what I've seen, but it's not enough to get me to really sit down and actually watch the rest of it. Like I, I think we watched a couple episodes of Rescue Bots just for the show once, but like I, I don't think I would ever like watch the show itself. Like even even though I think like people say like oh there's stuff for you know older fans to enjoy in it, but like I was like ah that seems a bit much, I guess. I know, Justin, do you have any thoughts on GoBots or No. Okay. Well, <laughs> Zach, you mentioned Armada, and so we will move oh, on no, to the don't. next commercial. <laughs> he devours entire worlds. His name is Unicron, and he's heading for Earth. I come on your own side, Unicron. Obviously, Optimus Prime, that would not be you. So this is the commercial for Armada Unicron, and my first question is, who's the friggin' jackass that got to voice Optimus Prime in this? Fight them on your own side, Unicron! Like, <laughs> I don't know, but, but I mean, I picked this one, obviously, since, like, you know, Armada Unicron is, is a, you know, a famous signpost in Transformers history, and, you know, we're getting another Unicron, I mean, well, maybe not us, but if you paid, like, 500 bucks to that like you know crowdfunding thing you'll get a new g1 style unicron like sometime this year next year like i don't even know where the target date is but... i think it's 2021 or 2022 yeah like eventually like 2022 we... yeah. if we don't all die <laughs> they paid then... 500 fucking dollars and they don't get it till 2022 it's oh probably my... 2021 but i think it's like late 2021 that's crazy uh, I find it interesting that they used they <laughs> didn't use footage from Armada in this. They used footage from Transformers the movie yeah. 1986. Hey, they know all, what's all, up. Yeah, all <laughs> Armada Unicron does in the friggin' show is stand there. So like, there's nothing like to use basically. Uh, I just like I think I stopped on that. Wh- whoever they like, whatever day player they got to do Optimus Prime's voice. Like, pick on someone your own type, Unicron. Like, <laughs> also, you're not his size, dumbass. <laughs> And even the kid knows it. He's like, that would not be you, Optimus Prime. Like, but um, I I I did own an uh, I do own an Armada Unicron. He's in storage now. Like, and I got him when he was like he he went on clearance towards the end of Armada's run. And it was funny because like Energon, like right at the 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 beginning of Energon, they had a repaint of Unicron that they released. And, like, the, the Armada Unicron was still on shelves, so they had, like, you know, the, the black-colored Energon Unicron, and then they had the orange-colored Armada Unicron on shelves at the same time. So, eventually, they would clearance out, like, the older ones, and I think I eventually got him for, like, 20 or 30 bucks. 
I think they also re-released the Armada Unicron colors in the Energon packaging as well. Yeah, yep, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They saturated the shit out of that toy, like, it was everywhere. And I bought it the day I found it. Um, I paid full price for that thing. I still have mine. It's it was yeah, it's, just, just it's awesome. A solid... It's a piece of history to have a unicorn yeah. toy. Yeah, it, it's a solid toy too. Like I mean, maybe by today's standards, it's a little dated, but no, it, it's really like it's a really good toy. And yeah, like I I didn't want to pay full price for it, but I did want to own it, and that's why like I waited until I, I was like, this thing is like I think I still had Supreme Cheetor in my head. I was like, this thing is way too big to sell out. Like they're gonna clearance it eventually, and they did. So, mm-hmm. and now he's in a he's in a bin somewhere in another state in my storage locker. So. That uh, that same buddy who traded me Tripedicus, I remember um, he called me and he was like, "Dude, you got to come over to the apartment. It's really important." It's like, okay, I, I didn't know what was up. I thought somebody was hurt, somebody was dead. I don't, I don't know what's going on. So I get there and he's like, he's got his back to me. He's like, "Wait till you see what I got." And he just he just held out the box. And I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you got him!" And it took like it probably took half an hour for him to like get all those ties off of him and everything but and then the first thing he did was he made unicron flip me off (laughs) (laughs) oh god i I do remember like he he had an insane amount of like ties like all all on his wings and stuff like yeah and that's how unicron sat in his apartment for like two or three years like on the top of his entertainment center middle finger uh up Fuck the galaxy, then eat it. <laughs> oh, man, that was a fun toy. Although I never understood why he had the giant blaster in his chest with that huge weird missile that had, like, the expanding... Yeah, that was a, that was a really... That was a really involved missile for something that just kind of flopped out and fell on the ground, if I remember <laughs> correctly. Like, Hey, how else are, is somebody going to beat that kid who's been... Kicking everybody's ass with the uh, Supreme Cheetor over <laughs> yeah, at the local right? school. Oh, that should have been the follow-up commercial. <laughs> like the other kid comes back and's like, "All right, fuck you, I got you." I'm gonna step on your stupid cat. It's like they they come back and they're both older, like years later. Hey, remember how you beat me with Supreme Cheetor? Well, like, take a look at this, motherfucker. Look. <laughs> oh man, it was it's not a, a bad was... commercial actually. Like, it really does like showcase like this is a this is an event. That this toy is actually coming out right now. It's like Supreme Cheetor tasks me. He tasks me, and I shall have him. <laughs> but you, but you can't have them ha- film scenes together. And remember to pick on someone your own side, Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the best they could do. Like uh, that makes me that just that like that's my whole like that's if anything like Zach is saying what a good commercial it is, but all, all I can remember is that Optimus Prime impression. All right, that that does ruin it actually. <laughs> I kind of blotted that part out of my memory. The rest of it though, where like you know they start at low angles and they show how huge the toy is, and obviously using footage from the movie, that's all cool stuff. But yes, the uh, Lisp Optimus Prime. <laughs> It's pretty bad. I'm sure Gary Chalk would have been happy to come in for a day and like record one line, but yeah, they they would probably have to like fly him in from Canada or something. So, I mean, the dude literally did all of G2, all of Beast Wars, all of Beast Machines. Yeah, he should have been over there for that one. That's true. He did. He did voice a lot of like G2 commercials too. Yeah. So, 
But anyway, anything else about Armada Unicron, or should we move on to the final commercial of the evening? I don't know how you're going to top that last one. Uh, yeah, we probably can't. But like, I, I just picked something <laughs> that's, I, I picked something that's a little more recent, and you know, maybe maybe like me and Zach will have more to say about it. But uh, hang on. I'm going to be so excited if it's the the G2 Dreadling commercial again. New Transformers Combiner Wars! Autobots, this is Optimus Prime. The Decepticons have born menace, and the threat is bigger than ever. Autobots, combine into Superior! So, uh, courage is stronger when combined. Uh, this was one of the Combiner Wars commercials, and I don't actually know if these aired on TV. Like, they might have just been, like, YouTube commercials or something like or just internet commercials because I, I don't think i ever saw them but then again i wasn't watching like you know where they would air like saturday morning cartoons or whatever so maybe they did air but i mean the cgi obviously is taking a dramatic step up for you know being that this commercial came out i think in like 2017 2016 so I was gonna say, why the hell didn't the cartoon have that kind of CGI? Like, it, it, I mean, honestly, that the CGI in this commercial is probably better than like Machidama's like stuff. So, well, this think, uh, YouTube think, channel posted it in 2015. So, yeah, yeah, I think this wasn't actually aired on TV because they knew like nobody would care without Slingshot being one of the. Oh. <laughs> Alpha Bravo needs love too. <laughs> That's like you know how it said like not a working radio in the blaster commercial. Like it says like in this commercial does not contain slingshot. Does not contain <laughs> toast head. It did say something. Where was it? It probably some... says like fast motion used for Yeah, that's what it says. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But uh I I can honestly say though, like certain like Combiner Wars was maybe the last time I felt like super excited to be like out like hunting for like you know transformers basically like this was a big deal i feel like you know like a, a finally like official like combiner teams again in the stores and i i think and i i specifically remember like i went to your neck of the woods zach and i found like the last silver bolt like in walmart or something and then i like emailed you and i said i found a silver bolt in the walmart like you know in rhode near rhode island mall and you were kind of like you know you asshole like all i can find are optimus prime so. <laughs> i do remember that yeah uh it was pretty annoying cuz i had the four limbs but i could not find a silver bolt uh th- this line as a whole like the commercials pretty actually is actually pretty awesome um but the the line as a whole like that brought me back in like i hadn't been really collecting for years i had sold off most of my collection i didn't i bought maybe like one or two figures a year of characters i really really liked and even then i would hem and haw over it but this one just brought me in i bought so many figures from this line and repaints just did not care um, like I have the the G two version of Superion right next to me actually as we're recording. Yeah, they they really went to town. Like they repainted a lot of stuff for this line, and I mean, it, it, it well deserved. I mean, it's like they finally like I feel like it improved the engineering enough so you could have like a poseable combiner who wasn't a brick and was pretty damn stable too. So like you know it, it was it was pretty quality all around. Like yeah, I mean, Menasaur aside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Like, I, I don't, like, I think the Stunticons are the one team I didn't, like, get. Like, cause, just because, I mean, they look okay, but, like, like 
I don't know. They just didn't grab me, I guess. Um, I really liked, uh, you know, just uh, you say what you will about, you know, Slingshot not being there. Like the the new characters that they put in, like Rook for the uh, Deventor team and stuff like that. I thought that they complemented them well. I mean, you could say, like, why did they bother? They could have just, you know, used the old team members, but not bad. Yeah, um, like, but I really like, uh, I mean, Silverbolt is probably one of the best combiner pieces ever. Just his torso mode is fantastic. Although I do think possibly passed by um, Hunger in the uh, Power of the Primes line. Yeah, his like, combiner torso is fantastic as well. Yeah, the the engineering that went into the like I like how Silverbolt basically like turns upside down to like form his like tor- combiner torso. Like it's kind of like the engineering was very like innovative. I guess is the word I want. It's satisfying to transform him. Like yeah. it's so fun to do. Like J- Justin, did you collect any of these? No, I don't have any of them. Oh, I mean, okay. Sapirion looks nice, but I just it was not in the. The bank account for uh, expensive combiner teams. <laughs> yeah, you did. You know, and this was was this like the price hike, like the first price hike when they went from ten to fifteen to like deluxes. No, I, I think I, this is when they went from like fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, so that that was a that was actually a kick in the wallet too. Yeah, but like like I said, I, I was so excited at that point. I like I didn't care. I was kind of like, I'm going to get these no matter what. I told myself I would just get the box sets, and then I didn't. I, got, I literally got everything. The only one I didn't get, and I still kind of kick myself because I kind of want it, is uh, the G two Bruticus version. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like. I feel like I like at some point, like all those G two sets and and Victorian were all like clearanced on Amazon for a long time. Like they were down to like fifty bucks, I think. Yeah, but, like I, I never, I never it, I didn't. I never ended up pouncing on them, but uh, but the Lyokaiser set to me is the coolest thing in the world. Like the fact that this line had Lyokaiser in it, like I couldn't believe that they released it. Like, and that's the only version of the um, Skylinks mold I have. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy Skylinks. Now that we're getting a like a real Skylinks, that feel, looks like so in, in cool. Earthrise, yeah, so. But and hey, this this the impersonate the Optimus Prime impersonator in this commercial is a lot better than uh, Lispy McLisp over in the Armada commercial. He was like slightly better. Aerial bot forms a Perion. Like he wasn't like that. So I actually just recently reread. I was rereading more than meets the eye and lost light because I was bored and decided to reread them, and uh, I was shocked at how the Protectobots. Basically, all of them except first aid get completely offed in like two issues. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that kind of. At that point, I was pretty disappointed with Lost Light, so I was yeah. kind of like, "Oh man, whatever, like go away, like forget it, I'm done." I was like, "Oh, I forgot they were in this. This is so cool. They're all talking. Rook is talking. You're getting to learn a little bit about Rook. He's not just like happens to be walking by and gets zapped with a combiner magical mystical item." <laughs> He's talking and, to the rest of the crew, and then all of a and, sudden they just shoot him dead. Yeah, and then he died. Yeah, but uh, I don't, Derek. Do, do you have like? Do you have anything to say about this commercial? Like, I don't know if you. I don't think you got any of these toys, but no. I mean, I I, I remember just because you know. I mean, we joked about it, but I I remember kind of taking note of the fact that you know Slingshot wasn't one of the the members, and then I I remember what was it like 
Was Takara the one who actually released a, a slingshot? Ha- or Hasbro eventually did release slingshot oh, okay. as like an Amazon exclusive, and then, right, like, I, right. I ultimately that, did buy him. So yeah, that that's I think what I was thinking of, and I, I just remember I I took note of that when the exclusive came out and everything. I mean, I don't know. It, it's funny. Like I I haven't really. I mean, I guess I've bought in a couple recent Hasbro offerings, like mostly like Cyberverse stuff for Hot Rod because I keep buying like Hot Rod figures, but. I mean, I, I I took some look at some of these combiner type guys. I think I think the thing that was the most attractive to me was probably when they had um, like the Terracons, just because you know I don't know because they're the Terracons, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. But you know, I, I I don't think I ever bit the bullet on any of those or anything. I have cool. a gold plastic G two slingshot right here. Yeah. <laughs> Is he is he someone who's gonna like? Uh, did they ever cure like gold plastic syndrome? Like, did did they ever figure out how to not have that happen? Where you know the figures that are made out of a certain like gold plastic eventually like crumble to dust? I'll tell you in about five or six years. <laughs> yeah, let me know, <laughs> let me know if that because like I know my original G two slingshot is a pile of broken dreams like right now, but. Yeah, no. But, oh, you didn't store him in a hermetically sealed container? No, nope. The the he was ravaged by the elements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm afraid it'll fall apart, but uh, I'll just paint an Alpha Bravo with gold paint or something and stick it on. <laughs> yeah, it's just as good. I'm sorry, Derek. That's okay. I forgive you. But anyway, so like that was the end of uh, the commercials I picked and like, uh, you know, I, I figured this would go a bit long cause we all have like stuff to say about that. But you know, these, these shows are always fun. Uh, like, you know, I'm glad you were here, Zach. Cause we always like, you know, we like people who know what they're talking about when it comes to transformers. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, do you, Zach, do you, do you want to plug something like, uh, sure. Um, you could listen to Board with Friends. We talk about board games and uh, card games and um, usually stay on topic at least 60% of the time. Follow us on Twitter at Board with Friend or uh, go to boardwithfriends.blogspot.com. I should know these things by heart. I shouldn't have to read my little <laughs> card here. Uh, but, yeah, anytime you want to learn more about board games. And uh, you guys are always welcome on there if you play a game that we happen to yeah, also play. For shame, Zach. How dare you not know your own information? Derek, could you give all the information for us? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to hire Derek to do my stuff at our closing because I never remember everything. <laughs> yeah, if you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com for the backlog of Transformers Tuesdays episodes. You can find them on fanholes podcast.blogspot.com we can be streamed on Stitcher Radio we're on Spotify Google Play we're on Apple Podcasts and I think that's pretty much it yeah fantastic so uh, this is Mike signing off and my Gatling gun is Ellen this is Derek Derek WC I need a dudicus <laughs> What? <laughs> this is Justin signing off. <laughs> this is Zach signing off. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I can't on your own five, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about my Dudicus. <laughs> Transformers.
Transformers Go-Bots. A robot is what you see, but that's not all that it can be. Go, go, Go-Bots. Aerobot, B-Spot, and Speed by Go, they only change when you say so. Go, go, Go-Bots. When danger strikes, they rearrange. One, two, three, you got the power to change. Transformers Go-Bots. Zach, you're being recorded. No legal snacks. <laughs> what about illegal ones? Uh, illegal ones are all over the place. There's more, like you always say, Derek. There's more than enough stuff on the actual podcast to like bury us if someone wanted to go through them and like comb out some stuff. Yes, like, yes, absolutely. So, I got my uh, Tower of Babel hit list going on for you guys. So, oh, oh, so Zach is the one who has the list, <laughs> uh, special list of how to take all the fan holes down. Yeah, that's the real reason why I listen to you guys. <laughs> Contingency plan. <laughs> We, we we entrusted Zach with the fan holes a night ring. I'm like, damn it! I want the world's most mediocre podcast that no one listens to. I'm gonna take these guys out. <laughs> it's easy. You just have to offer me some uh, some Sour Patch Kids and a, a, a pretty Asian lady, and I'll totally be distracted. So <laughs> then all you need is a two by four. <laughs> Oh, you you have the same weakness as Batman? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm human. Yes. What about a bookcase? Uh, bookcase. I'm, I'm 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 I don't know how immune I am to those. It depends on it depends on who's uh, tossing me into one. You could be taken out the same way of Golden Age Green Lantern. <laughs> what? What? I got all excited uh, at work. I have a I have a Green Arrow action figure, and I have um, the question. And somebody actually knew who the question was. I was oh. like, oh, we're going to be friends. I thought you're you were the one person out of like 300 people who knew who that was. I, I thought you were going to tell me a story about how everyone who passes just goes, that's a cool green lantern. Yeah, oddly enough, thanks to Arrow, most people know who Green Arrow is now. Amazing. 